Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Living. You're joined with Jasmine. And Vic. And we have some special guests in the building. Yeah. Make some noise. <laughs> Make some noise. Some noise. Um, do you want to introduce yourself, lovely ladies? Toby can go first. Okay. Um, my name is Toby, Toby Rodane, and I am the founder of Black Ballad. <laughs> um, I'm Jindela Benson, and I'm head of editorial at Black and um, we are we've been admirers of you lot for mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. time g yes. um yeah we think you both are amazing thank you um we've, we think black ballad is or black ballad i've been practicing i've been practicing how to say correctly you know what's hilarious about this some people will be coming for our pronunciation all the time we haven't forgotten about ignition so don't even try but what, what's the word then Ig- ignition is it actually yes okay, let's be moving on <laughs> no judge you have to say it black ballad <laughs> black ballad <laughs> i love it it is fine um, but yeah thank you guys so much for joining us today um thanks for having us thank no you. worries at all mm-hmm. um and the feeling is mutual, by the way. Like, yeah, we definitely. Love you guys oh, and what you, you guys are yeah. doing. And we love, like, this podcast and, like, it's even mental health and pop culture. It's just such a, it's such a fun podcast. Yeah, definitely. To. So, like, Aww, but it, you thank know, you. gets into the issues. So, we love you guys just as much. You yeah. guys gave us our first um, press. Yeah. I remember that day when um, Toby was like, hey, I want to, like, uh, amplify you lot. And we were like, so early on? Yeah. Yeah, if we can't, I feel like if black women can't, like, give each other grace and gamble on each other, then what's the point of doing what we do? Mm. So like, mm. why not? Why why, mm. why not? I feel, I feel like it's what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. No, no I, I think that, I think that was really a moment for us because it was like, raw. like people are listening. Yeah. Yeah. Like just being seen. Mm. Cause even, even now, like with how much we've achieved in such a short space of time, sometimes it just feels like people still aren't seeing you. Or they're yeah, not seeing yeah, your value. Yeah. And that's what's mm. really, really hard. Mm. It is hard. I think so. I think, you know, like one thing I I think as well is that like, I think when you make platforms or your work really serves like mm. the black community mm-hmm. and it's, I, I tweeted this the other day, like I think we need to be honest in our community about work that is for the black community and work that's to educate mm. white people mm. and work that's to kind of like make things more accessible for white people. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel... I'm saying this on the podcast, if you might come for me, I'm sorry. But I kind of feel sometimes these lists are the, they kind of amplify work that is like by black creatives or black platforms that kind of uh, seek to kind of educate white people. And those mm. platforms are really important. Yeah. And those creators are really mm. important. Mm. But I think sometimes those that create primarily for black, the black community or mm. primarily for black women mm. and kind of don't care about white validation, they kind of go a little bit unseen. Mm. Um so I think that's one of the joys about Black Ballad. We get to amplify, mm. like, those creators and platforms. Like, we kind of say no to people. And it's kind of like, oh, we've got this. And then you look at it and you're like, it doesn't... Cu- I know it's by a black person, but it doesn't centre black people. Yeah. Black women. Mm. So we're kind of like, yeah. it doesn't work for our audience. Mm. And we've got to say no to that. So wow. I think that's mm. really important. Mm. And I think that's why you guys are so special. Mm. Oh, thank you. No, that's, that's true. <laughs> um, that's a very interesting point you made yeah. about, like, content that's literally for white people about blackness. Because me and Jess, I remember we had this um, episode about um, 
during like Black Lives Matter and we yeah. were and it did and it went like really viral and me and Jazz next episode we were like hello we're not experts yeah <laughs> <laughs> just saying that yeah <laughs> like literally we talk yeah. about our experiences mm. and if people want to learn from that cool great I hope yeah. you do and I hope you um, share it with a mate and be like this is what black women go through but I, and, and I and I applaud people who do educate uh, white people yeah it's needed mm. um, but that ain't me yeah. yeah sorry it's true and sometimes we just want to be on a list like, yes, we're a black podcast and we're for the black community, but can you put us in a list can for society and culture? Why do we always have to be the, black, the black history? List. The black history mm, month yeah. list. Do you guys find out like do you find like you're always on the black ballads? Oh, um top black actually, wait, you you lot have been on Forbes, so why am I saying been on forum? Look at these people. Uh, uh, think, or do you think like when you're amplified, it's always like black? Which fair because we still yeah. need that too, yeah. but it's kind of like people don't see you like as as your own entity. Yeah. yeah. Let me be honest. I feel like sometimes black palette is overlooked completely because mm. we are so for our audience. Like because yeah. we so care about black women and we're like literally this is for black. If anyone else wants to read mm-hmm. and wants to purchase a subscription, if like you're welcome to come and observe, Mm. but this is like for us. And I think because we are so focused on that, it's very easy for us to kind of get overlooked kind of like constantly. Like, I don't even want to start like, Naming names and sending yeah. shots and them things there. Send shots, because it's not even like I, I don't even take it personally yeah. at this point in time mm. because I think ultimately, um, there's this quote from um Tony Morrison from um I'm gonna like paraphrase it because I ain't got a memory like that, but basically <laughs> it's from um high five. <laughs> <laughs> It's from the bluest eye and she based, and one of the narratives says that no one paid attention to us, so we paid attention to ourselves, kind mm. of thing. And I think that's our like philosophy. Like we pay attention to ourselves. So yeah. I guess I've gotten into the mindset where I'm not really checking for what other people are saying mm. because as long as the black ballad audience are backing what we're mm-hmm. doing, like that's yeah. all that we're here for. Cause there was times like when you'll see lists get compiled or people shout out publications and you're like, why is black ballad not there? And it's like, you know what? Because we're not for everyone like that we're not for mm. that outside validation mm. so for me like because I know the way that my ego set up I just have to laser focus on mm. what our mission is who our audience is and just have um like when you get women who are like literally close to tears saying I read this article and yeah. it mm. meant so much to me because no one it's like okay that's what we're here for mm-hmm. kind of thing but I know that my ego sometimes does look at it like why aren't people rating us the way that we deserve yeah. to be rated but yeah. I'm like to be honest we are so um just black women are just so overlooked mm. erased unless we're somehow under holding up everyone else yeah like people aren't checking for us so to be honest like I'm not really surprised and the less eyes on me as an editor I think the easier it is for me to do my job yeah. because I can just do what I'm doing and not really worry too much about this person or that person or mm. whoever's got opinions like mm. as long as we're doing our job and serving our audience and our membership is growing and we're mm. getting that feedback from the black women who we're here for mm-hmm. then I just try to keep it like focused like that mm. but I can't lie sometimes my back does get a little mm. bit up like yeah. it, but it's like you know what but how do you so so how do you not feel disheartened mm. um <laughs> for me for me um so of it so 
Jenny's obviously head of editorial, so now I sit more on the business side of Black mm, Ballad. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I kind of feel like, okay, cool, if I'm on this list, and then, okay, cool, white, whether it be white men, white women, Asian men, Asian women, whatever, are going to follow Black Ballad, give Black Ballad a follow. Mm. They're going to like one post, and they're going to like two posts, and they're going to like three posts. Mm. So you're going to mess with my engagement, which ain't great for my, like, the business side of Black Ballad. <laughs> like, in terms of, like, when, like, Black Lives Matter happened, um, we had loads of people, like, get, like, sign up for memberships, like, like across the board, like, mm. across, like, ethnicity, race, and gender. I this and um, it was really beautiful. It was really amazing. And, like, you know, I, I do think it's really important that, like, people who are not Black women... Uh, by Black Ballad to kind of educate yeah. themselves in mm-hmm. a way that's going to be very unfiltered and like you know the things we go through as Black women that are not nice are not nice and we don't mm-hmm. pretend that they are yeah. so it's mm-hmm. great that they've bought memberships so uh, me and uh, my co-founder we were just like you know what let's just do a PayPal account and let people put money in like membership numbers and our retention numbers they're mad important yeah. like so I don't want anyone mucking up yeah. that side anyways so signing I'm just up and then dropping out and do you know then what I mean? up like yeah. now we don't yeah. want that yeah so like I'm just like you know what like it's cool like it's mm-hmm. fine um and I think it just goes back to what Jenny said like no genuinely like when we like the three of us like myself um Jenny and Bola like my co-founder like when we sit down and talk about Black Ballad like you know, no matter if we agree or disagree or like mm. one person has an idea, it always comes down to one fundamental thing. Mm. Is this going to further or enrich the lives of black women? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then it doesn't matter. And if mm-hmm. the answer is yes, then yes. And I think because mm. that's a focus point for us, I think that just kind of stops us getting disheartened mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we kind of know what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, you know, like I'm really inspired by like Michael Jordan. Um, mm. I watched the Jordan like Last Dance documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix. And like with Jordan, it was just just so focused, like mm. so laser focused. Like yeah. that's why he was the best. Like mm. he's so laser focused. Mm. And I really took that on board. And I was like, no, do you know what? Like, just do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine. Like just have that focus. So that's mm. just how I can oh, get over that. it. Mm. So how about um from within the black community? Do you feel like you're amplified enough within mm. the black community? Um, and I only say that because this was something that annoyed me and I said, Vic, I hope you don't mind if I talk about it on the next episode. We'll but talk about it. Food, when we've food, been, um, for example, BuzzFeed, they put together this list of, you know, um, podcasts you should listen to. And, you mm-hmm. know, we had so many amazing podcasts on there. Um, mm-hmm. We were on there and everything. But then we had people saying, oh, but this person's not there. Mm. Oh, this is biased. Oh, this is that. Oh, or what is... kind of list is this? Yeah, what kind of thinking? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is hella disrespectful. Yeah. Okay. I kind of did that this week. <laughs> I was like, there was a list. I was like, this list is not correct. But, okay. I think personally, within the black community, I think when certain people are doing the list, then yeah, I think it just depends on who's doing it. Mm. Like, I think there are certain people that like, I think there's certain people that are in the community that I really have their ear to the ground mm. and they get it. Yeah. And then I think there are certain people that are one, two steps away from the, the community. Yeah. That like, if you ask them, like, I guess, um, oh, I, to name a podcast that has like two black hosts that isn't like mainstream, mainstream, super popular, they'd have no idea. Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just genuinely think that some people just, don't know who we are because they're just so far removed that they just get black content mm. from like mainstream sites. So mm. like if they're seeing it on like yeah. X magazine or like L or mm. like Marie Claire, then that's all they're consuming. And they're probably not going to see Black Ballad mm. on there. So like I kind of feel like sometimes just 
people just don't know. Like, I'm, maybe mm. it's benefit of doubt. Maybe it's kind of just me being really nice. But sometimes I genuinely just mm. think like some people, we expect everyone, I think we expect like our community to know what's going on mm-hmm. in every asset, asset aspect sorry but I just think some people just aren't in that engaged mm. and like that's why mm. Mm. I think what, what annoys me though is when you when you hear people say stuff like sorry Jazz um, for example there'll be like a toxic po- podcast and people be like or a, a, a platform I know what you're gonna say and they're like mm. why is there no mm. I see this one person tweeting every single week why is there no platform that amplifies um, mm. voices on mental health or da 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 uh, or why don't mm. we have a why don't we have a mm. magazine for uh, black people yeah. we have these things but you lot don't engage with it and yeah. then when and, and then when it when these um, publications or podcasts they stop you start to ask why but what I will say is black ballad are doing bad boy things and they're raising money like no man's mm. business they, they have <laughs> memberships black women are buying like I don't think people, people are deep in it it's not a it's not a publication where people are just tuning in tuning out no people are are, are forking out their money because yeah. they actually they're yawning mm. for this content and it's not just they're not just doing it for Londoners. They're also thinking about how can we cater to the whole UK? Yeah. And that's something that me and Jazz have said that we really applaud you guys for. Yeah. Like we're learning about you you guys. So if you guys don't um, know this about Black Ballads, but they have regional editors yeah. and they cover literally a wide spec of the UK and bringing so many different types of stories. So I'd really applaud you guys and urge you guys to go and check it mm. out. Um, but yeah, I, I just, it just annoys me when people do that annoying complaint. Yeah. I'm like, sis, yeah. did you even do simple Googles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. I can't lie. That annoys me. Like, I think when, um, uh, I don't want So the influencer, I've forgotten her full name. Was it Thea who died when she was pregnant? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I saw everyone kind of talking about it, you know, oh, about, um, well, first of all, people kind of jumped the gun and mm-hmm. kind of assumed yes. that it was yep. kind of like pregnancy yes. related mm-hmm. and her family had to come out and clear that or whatever. But when people were having these conversations, they were like, why is no one talking about this? Yeah. Why is no And I was like, my dear, yeah. no yeah. one's talking about black motherhood yet. Yeah. Like yeah. we've not just yeah. spent the whole... Mm-hmm. You're not the first part yes. of the yeah, year, yeah. dude. Like there aren't people, mm-hmm. other kind of platforms that we've been working with and like to champion like the health of black um black mothers to like that really got to me because i was like mm. but because you don't actually care exactly. this is a trending That's topic true. to yeah. you so you're jumping on the mm. trending topic oh mm. why is this not and, happen-? and it's like if you knew mm. you wouldn't you would see the work that's being done you would see the black women who are standing mm-hmm. up and shouting and championing yeah. and talking about petitions and this that and the other so that really does kind of annoy me but then i have to be like you know what? they're not about they're about this because it's a trending topic Clout. now yeah, yeah. if they were really about it and like toby was saying like if you were down and you were in the community and you mm. were about this topic like that you would know who's mm. doing the work you would know where yeah. to go to find this information mm. but you get all of your information from twitter mm. so why am i surprised that you don't mm. know that black ball has been running content based on motherhood for like the last mm. nine months and you did a whole takeover with uh, the Huffington post check it, it out guys yeah that was great <laughs> i have to credit jenny with that she kind of was the captain of the ship and made that all happen amazing so kudos to her for that i think the thing that made me laugh though once was um there was this a writer and I really admire her work and I DM'd her and said mm. that you know I'd love to have you on the platform. Mm. Um she also has like a uh she has like a, a ethnicity background that's not really heard in the black community. Mm-hmm. So I reached out and I was like love 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 to have you and mm. then she said like oh yeah I'd love to write for you I don't have time and then I saw her writing for another mainstream publication mm. and I was like oh okay cool and then um about two months later she was like 
I'm gonna. I, I want to make a publication for Black people in the UK because there's nothing. And like, because there's nothing. And like, and yeah, there's nothing. There's, and she's like, there's nothing good enough out there. For good her. enough. And I was Ooh. like, and like, the thing is, when I saw the tweet, I was just like, how did you not send? Yeah. <laughs> did you know? How, how did you refrain? How did you keep your because, your, because, your fingers tight? Because my my husband always says, you know, what you're doing for Black women, yeah. You can't be going to be. Because out of the three of us, I am, I'm the one that means reckless sometimes. Like, I've, I did something. So you're really, Delani. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I did something really reckless one time. We had like a deal. I don't even say what it was. Bad, 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 Toby. Yeah, you're Toby was bad at the time. Like, so it's like, and sometimes I'm not even on Twitter like that. And then um, but, like, our co founder will be like, oh, did you not see what Toby said? And I'll be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Literally, like, so like, my husband was like, my husband is my co founder, and he was like, just allow it. Like, don't worry about it, innit? Like, don't worry about it. Dead. I think so, we need to provide it. Basically, Toby kind of sent for someone that we were in a commercial partnership with. Lonely for real. Eww. They rang us and then... We, ah, <laughs> so they even pulled they up and us, said... Even and then yeah, the three of us in the WhatsApp group were like, okay, we don't know what to expect. And then like, we're just like, let's just see what happens. And they didn't even call us about that. Yeah. And, oh. and we were all like, oh, okay. Were they white? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I, I think they'll be like, no, no, we can't say. Can't say. <laughs> but the, but the oh, girl, God. but the girl, she tweeted like, "There's nothing good enough in the UK," and this, that, and the other. And I was just like, "Do you know what?" I personally felt like I actually reached out to you. Mm. And the thing is, mm. I would have respected it if she said, "You know what? I love what you guys do. Yeah. I think this yeah. could have been." I would have actually just been like, "Okay, cool." Like Black Ballad should always be improving. Mm. And then the maddest was that she. Emailed us like a few months ago, so you might know who I'm talking about. And she was like, "I'm putting together this article. Um, I'd really love your input as Black Ballad." When I saw her email, mm. I just said, oh, "Okay, now you know us." I mean, no one responded to her. <clears throat> I think I just said to everybody, like, you know, like mm. because you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be so disrespectful for somebody's work, yeah. mm. and especially like as I said, there's a difference between honest critique and then literally just blatantly like. I emailed you two weeks yeah. ago and then you're literally saying there's nothing good enough out there for black women mm. and black, black community. I'm going to start my own thing. Mm. Like, sis, where is your thing? Like, oh it's, it's, where is it? Mm. And like, if you really thought that Black Ballad wasn't like good, good enough for you to work on, you should have just told me. Like, I would have been like, oh, okay, mm. but cool. Yeah. So um, there's been moments like that, mm. but Sha. It is when you move. But sometimes, do you think it's an ego thing as well? Like, some people they want to create something for that ego stroke rather than just helping someone else along. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like instead of helping or contributing to Black Ballad, she thought, I want my own thing so that people can say, so that I can get the... For the culture. Yeah. I think that it might be that, but then also I think that there's like almost like two, I'm just going to broadly say there's two different types of... Black people working on stuff about black yeah. people. There's those who do it and they do it and they want kind of the kudos from outside the black community. Yeah. Like, look mm, at what these people yeah, are doing. Yeah. Da, da, da. And then you have the people who are literally about the community mm. and they're like, we're just going to do this for ourselves type mm. thing. And I think that sometimes, and I think this may also be why sometimes people quote unquote forget Black Ballad because um, they want 
the publication that's getting all of the accolades yeah. from white media. Mm. And it's like, so I'm going to make that thing that's going to get all of the ticks yeah. from all of these white, and it's going to get mentioned here and it's going to get mentioned there and da da Because that's what they want. It's not mm. that they actually want something for the black community. They want something for us that is getting the ratings and the airtime yeah. and the white validation elsewhere. And it's like, then it's not really for us, yeah. is it? Mm-hmm. It's not really for yeah. us. Like there's that idea of like um like black people or quote unquote diversity people who their whole thing is about diversity, just collecting money, da 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 making yeah. people feel better, like white organizations feel better about their diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion. Like they just yep. kind of that's their whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like they need to keep that diversity dollar going, kind that's of their thing. Branding. That's yeah. their brand. And it's like, I think there are some people who are very much like that. And that's kind of what they want to do. So, like, stuff like Black Ballad, stuff like Black Girls Living isn't even on their radar because mm. that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for that black thing that gets the white belt. They can be like the cool black person who's yeah. done this and mm. can be like the quote unquote. I don't know, spokesperson or savior of the black community. And it's like, um, I think with Black Battle, like we're not trying to be the only thing for black women. Do you know what I mean? We're just one. And we hope that the, um, we hope that just the community has lots of different options. Do you know what I mean? Even when it comes to like writers, like when people write for us and they go on to write for like other people, like I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want Black Ballad to be the only place where black women are getting published because that's not the point of Black Ballad. But it's like people don't necessarily have that community mentality. They're just about the accolades and the spotlight and taking up that space. Like Black Ballad, we deserve all our flowers. I'll say that straight. But it's not about that. It's about empowering building encouraging yeah. women mm-hmm. providing opportunities for writers like we published so many first-time writers yeah and one of our first-time writers literally got um a byline in harper's bazaar the other day and yeah. i was like giddy like i'm so happy yeah, for Jen her to the group. yeah like yeah. i'm so happy because that's what we're here for we're providing mm-hmm. the opportunities for black women that they're not getting elsewhere so that mm-hmm. hopefully they can grow because if we all we wanted to do was be the only thing for black like it wouldn't be sustainable mm-hmm. and it wouldn't actually help the community. It's true. And iron sharpens iron, right? Like one thing I would say is like, so Liv from Geldam and me and her are really good friends. So mm-hmm. she came to my house for lunch a couple of days ago. And like, I think the one thing that I've really loved about having Liv on this journey is that she really understood what it was like to kind of manage the business side mm-hmm. and a platform that expect, and a community that expects a lot from you. And I was mm-hmm. able to have someone that was like, to speak about that with and like we like you know we've shared numbers we've shared challenges and like I think that for me people didn't get that Geldam had to exist for Black Ballad to exist comfortably mm. because there's no way like when you're an independent media company you don't get financial opportunities you're constantly trying to like make ends meet mm. as a saying that my dad used to say you rob Peter to pay Paul you're, yeah. you're constantly trying to move mm. money around to make it work and like if we've blown our budget I could say to someone you might be able to get paid at Geldem. Go mm. there, they'll care about you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And vice versa. Mm. So for me, I kind of always feel that like there should be more than Black Ballad that exists. Not every Black woman should love Black Ballad because we're not a monolith and that's mm. really important. So like when there's a writer that reaches out to me because they're like, oh, I'm thinking of starting my own thing, I'll reach back out to them and talk to them. And mm. like, I think like I'll give them like advice on like, 
grants to go for, like what you should think about when you're like, when you're starting a platform, I'll be super honest with you and like, what it's going to take for you Mm, to do it. Because I think like, one thing that I realized was that when I was like intern, because I worked in mainstream media, the editor of Elle, the editor of Company when it used to exist, the editor of Marie Claire, they all go to dinner together. Yeah, for they're, all, they're all boys. They're, yeah. they're, they're really homies, you know? Like, yeah. they're really homies. And that what happens is that they get, and they work out, like, who's getting money from what? Like, who's, where to get mm. the money from? And that's how they all stay and exist. Mm. And I was just kind of like, what's the point? Like, if we if we all can work together, we all get a slice of the pie. We all like exist. So that when Liv said she was stepping down from Geldam, I was really sad because I was mm. kind of like, mm. okay, like I've got like a number in my head about something where it would be like growth for a commercial contract. That's somebody that I could talk to mm. or someone I could reach out to, or just from a, like a mental health perspective mm. or just like an emotional perspective, like how you coping. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't feel a way that there's competition. I think there's enough room for all of us. And I think that yeah. like this kind of like perception that like oh only one can exist i really think it benefits a community that's not ours and i think that's the problem that many of us don't really think about so for me like the more people that spring up that and also again going back to the business case of black ballad like the more people that spring up the more i can say to people with money we're not a trend like this person exists Mm -hmm. that person exists that person exists in that arena like Mm -hmm. black women are really like putting their money where their mouth is mm-hmm. and saying like we're gonna buy into this like pe- that is podcast that's doing a live event mm-hmm. we're really buying into the publication that does a news news like um, a membership sorry we're gonna buy into this person that's writing about black women in a book so i kind of feel like i don't know why there should be a mentality that one of us should exist and competition is healthy when mm-hmm. it when it's like executed like correctly mm-hmm. it's a healthy thing so yeah. i'm all for all of us existing like on like, yeah, for real yeah, I just want all of us to get our bag. Like, exactly. it's interesting what you said though about um, not everybody will like what you do. So, like, mm. with, with black girls living, like, I'm just like, I know Jazz is like, oh, that person, actually, oh, too much tea, too much tea, too much tea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, I don't even know what you're gonna say. It's okay, I'm okay with it. No, Whatever no, no. I was gonna say, I was, I was gonna say like. Because we might see something, we're like, right, that person never ever talks about us ever, mm, yeah, ever. And knows us. Yeah. And talks to us. Yeah. And then, but then sometimes in my back of my mind, I'm like, I don't like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. like everything. Um, But at the same time, there's also another thing of, I consume a lot of content. Like, yeah. I probably listen to about, maybe like, I know this sounds insane, like five podcasts a day sometimes. I believe that you do, because on your Insta story, <laughs> yeah. if you go through the Insta story, actually, even I think, how does she have the time? Content from Twitter, content yeah. from podcasts. <laughs> But then when I see the way you tweet, yeah, like, you know a lot in it. So yeah. I'm just like, it must be from research. I I just love consuming, but yeah. I, I'm, I don't know who said this, maybe a celebrity, but they're like, I'm a fan of everyone. Mm. I think that's me. Yeah. And I think mm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think I'm okay with being a fan of people. And I know some people are like, oh, you're only doing it because you want to get a benefit from someone or you, you're doing it because you want to work with them or I don't yeah. care. Mm. I generally do not give a shit Like if they don't repost it I'm mm. just like I want everybody to know That I really effed with this episode Or yeah. I, this article really yeah. like, You just lift away. people up That's, yeah, that's really well, I don't think I don't think I'm lifting people I think it's just like mm. I like this Yeah yeah And yeah. and and I see But if, some people don't say it that's, that's the issue They might like something But they don't That That They don't um, say it Trying to play it cool But yeah. I, I see it as like It's my person It's not my person It's my you know when you put stuff in your stories, it's like an extension of you. Yeah. This podcast is an extension of me. Yeah. yeah. This, that I'm listening to. Um, but what you said, like some people don't say it. 
For example, some people, me, me and Jazz will bump into someone and they'll be like, oh my God, I love your podcast. And we're like, oh my God, we didn't know you listened. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't expect to know that everybody listens because I don't tell everybody every single thing I yeah. listen to. That's the mm. thing. You can't take it personally. Because mm. yeah. even like, sometimes I see my friends like post stuff about Black Ballet or they'll say, oh, I read the newsletter and I'm mm. like, you subscribe to Like, yeah. I didn't even know that you, like, yeah. my mm. friend came to me and said, oh, I finally bought a membership. I was like, I didn't even know you read yeah. Black Ballet. Like, people kind of just, and like you said, when you think about all the things that you consume, mm. you don't always shout about yeah. it. You just think, oh, that Definitely. was good. Exactly. I'm yeah. going to continue. Mm-hmm. So I think you can't really take it personally. I mean, there are definitely some bad mind people out there mm-hmm. who act sideways and do this, that, and the other, but. On a general, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt mm. until they really, really show their hand and it's mm. like, okay, you're actually bad mind. Mm. But yeah, because there is just so much. And I think that it's great that there's so much because if we could shout about every single black owned thing that we were listening to <laughs> and mm. watching and consuming and reading, then there's not enough. Yeah, yeah. that's Do you get so what I mean? true. There's not that's enough. That's so true. Yeah. Mm. I think I get surprised at how many people like know and read black ballad i think like when i did the letter to say that i was taking time off for like my baby i was shocked like when people were like like i remember i got a flurry of emails i remember you whatsapp me i think the night and was like ah this person's talking about your newsletter and i was like rah yeah because i remember the newsletter drops and i saw the title and like the whole my news feed was like oh my god oh my god yeah people are crying oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm crying reading tv's letter i'm like rah probably the nigerian in me i was like i I was like we had an announcement event and i remember what baggy prince yeah and i was like clock? my friend did my friend that like a black she's a black ballad member like me and her used to go same church she was like Pregnant, right? And I was like, ah, yes, yes, yes. But I was like, today, you're pregnant. And then, like, Paula was like, my husband was like, well, to me, like, your face, yeah, like, you like, a bit chubby, like, your face in it, but like, body, like, nah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. But nah, not not many people really mm. clocks. But um, yeah, I think it was just because mm. I just like, yeah, a lot of people were like, oh my God, your newsletter. The one that threw me though was um, my best friend, her husband, like, turned 30, like, last year. And we went to the party on a Sunday night mm. and someone came up to me in the bar and said, are you writing a newsletter tonight? I said, eh? I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> tonight? I said, wow. I said, they were basically telling you to leave, go home so you can write. Yeah, I said, you told me. <laughs> By the way, I see you're enjoying that drink, but I was literally we're waiting on that newsletter, bro. I, I was literally in the bar and like, I was literally paying for the drinks. And she said, are you writing a newsletter tonight? <laughs> yeah, I love that though. <laughs> and I said, yeah. I said, it's written. I said, well, I've got to write the end. Mm. I said, but like, it will be done. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, I, re- I read it every week, innit? So oh, she's like, when cool. I saw you here, I was just thinking, are we getting a newsletter? Yeah, she was yeah. like, so be going. <laughs> <laughs> you better be going. Do you know what's the bad thing? We actually like, had to leave early so I could go and write the Because I was too tired to write that before. But I was like, that's mad, you know. It's, imagine, I'm just trying to enjoy my night out. And you never got to ask me. Famous. <laughs> That's that that was bad. That was the baddest part. So I was like, ah, okay, but mm. well, I guess it's just <laughs> part of a routine for some people, I guess. What are some highlights that you've had with Black Ballad? I'll tell you mine actually. Go on. As if I'm on your editorial. <laughs> but, um, I remember I think I've told you this, Toby, but like every oh god, I've got a lot of highlights. But every Black Ballad event I go to, you can go by yourself and you'll just meet friends. Oh. Like I've made I've made friends to today. Like a handful of people who are literally my mates, but like 
And I feel like I've been to other events where it's like kind of like clicky and it's like, or you talk to them and thinking, who, who the hell are you? Mm. But like here, it's just like nobody cares about any of that. It's just like really chilled. And at your old office, if you don't mind me saying, there was a slide. Oh, there's a picture of Jenny going down. <laughs> <laughs> there's a video and of me, very waved. Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm um, you, you lot had a party there. That was so lit. And yeah, your summer parties. Oh my days. That was so much fun. Yeah. And I remember this one event you guys had. Um, it was with older black ladies. I can't remember. Oh, uh, it was cocktails and convo. And we had a wisdom panel, yeah. right? And yeah. it was older black women. Yeah, I remember that. I remember going in and I was like, Ra, Toby's doing this. Do you know what was the maddest? On Because Jamelia was our keynote speaker. Mm. And I remember that we had, so I really wanted a panel where older black women were speaking because I just felt that black ballad was kind of like not getting those voices. Mm. And I felt like it was just kind of a disservice to us as like black women mm. that are like the millennial generation. Mm. And like people were tweeting about cocktails and conferences. Like, oh my God, we're so excited. And nobody kind of knew who these women were. Mm. And I was remember saying to Bola, I bet you the wisdom panel is the panel that gets people really like mm. into it. Like, mm. and the, you know, I think the, older, the thing about older black women, because they've lived a life, mm. they would just drop them gems. Yeah, like, yeah. They were. Um, mm-hmm. And like, so yeah, I loved, I loved that panel. Mm. Um, I loved the women that were on that panel. Like they all had like at least 15 years experience in their careers. Mm. And they were just, they were just, um, they were just dropping gems. I remember, I remember though, like, Someone asked them a question and I felt like if they were a younger, a younger like black mm-hmm. woman, they would have been so offended. And I'll, I'll say what the question is. So someone asked them like, do you, any of you, are any of your partners black? And, oh, I think I remember this. <laughs> and I swear to God, because Roque Lowell hosted, I think I gripped the Roque and everyone oh likes to fall into the floor. <laughs> I think I remember this. I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> like, and like the thing is, I think like, that ask questions, innit? Mm-hmm. Would you expect, but like, I I think maybe it's because obviously I usually hang out with women that are my age. Mm. I was like, oh my god, if, if they asked one of my girls that, they'd be like, come mm. to me with a microphone, and be like, well, what's your business? Yeah. Mm. But they just handled it so gracefully. Like they were, like the girl asked it in like a I guess a polite way, mm. but they were just so graceful about it, and mm. I was just like, oh my god, okay, that I, I the evening was going so well. I literally thought. Is, is this going <laughs> to break it? Is this going to mm. break it? But they handled mm. it so well. But mm. yeah, that event was good. That's such I don't know. That's such a good question because it's like. So now what? Is all everything I've just told you um, mm. invalid? Yeah. 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 Um, but I will say, yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I don't even want to elaborate on that. Um, what was I going to say? About your highlights. Yes. Um, you lot were the first people to pay me as well. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Which was, which was really great. So I remember I was telling Jasmine the other day. Mm. Um, I remember Toby... It was, yeah. it was it was time she to invoice the invoices, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Victoria, where's your invoice? I said, I said leave me alone. Like, I don't know what I don't know what invoice is, man. Allow me, allow me. <laughs> I think Bola even messaged me like, Vic, where's the invoice? I was like, these people need to leave me alone. <laughs> and I think I actually said to you, Toby, I don't know what invoice is. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, I just need your bank details and your just like you know. And then I, I googled it and I said, okay, I see. And like, I think. After that, I was like, "Raw, like you can actually get paid for events." Mm. Oh, of course, <laughs> but I would, I would never have. Like, I yeah. did events before with with white companies that were that no budget. Apparently. Oh, they didn't even tell you. That then they, they didn't tell you because yeah. you would feel scared to. I'm, I'm, yeah. I must have been very, very junior journalist at the time. I was even scared to even say to these companies like, "Hey, how much is the fee?" Mm-hmm. But I remember you were so upfront and you were like, "This is the pay." Mm. Um, and even when I speak to a lot of black women who are like, oh, I want to get into journalism. Hey, Vic, can you help me? I'd be like, I think you should reach out to Black Ballad. They're like, oh, really? I've really been published there. 
Now this is so incredible. Mm. Like, you guys have helped so many people. Not, not even just, but well, it's not even helped. It's like you're an established publication that's that's given such an incredible service. Mm. But yeah, what are you lot's highlights? Oh, um, okay. One of mine is definitely when we um, published the article on Keisha the Skat, um by Jade, the author. Um, I was just, I think you publish something and you're just never sure what the feedback, mm. but like Twitter was going mad that day. Mad. And when you start seeing people criticize something, you know that you've like broken yep. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've broken yep. through your like little circle and you're out there in the world. So people say, ah, I bet that's not even a real person who wrote it. Like proper oh, trying mm-hmm. to like tear it down. And I was of like, course. yes. <laughs> We've gone clear. Mm. I think that was just a um because I think that for me it was just a real confirmation that my gut is right. Because mm-hmm. um Jade actually pitched something else completely. And I was reading like her bio and she mentioned Keisha and I was like, no, 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 no. Really? Is, yeah. that how you, is that how you came about? Yeah. So Mads. she pitched something else completely. And then she was saying, oh, like other things that she written. And I was like, oh, no, you're going to. Wow. I was, and I was proper like, I know that this is like, because you never know whether someone's like past something or they mm-hmm. don't want to talk about anything. So I think, um, yeah, getting her to write that and she wrote it. Um, that was like a highlight because yeah, you go with it and you don't know what the reaction is going to be. You don't know if people are going to be like, oh, what are you talking about that for? Da, da, da. So to see it kind of like blow up and it literally like, not that the Black Ballad website broke, but in terms of like <laughs> the scale of, yeah. you know, like when you're looking at like mm. um, analytics. the analytics, like it was just boom, just wow. up there, like it blew everything else mm. out the wall. Like even towards the end of the year, like it was still getting like, I think it might be our most read story. Actually. Yeah, it probably wow. is. I was doing a speaking event and funny enough, again, mentioning Liv, Liv was at the event and she said, you found. <laughs> and then people came up to me, and you know what? I think it's really important that you have multiple people, black people in the application because mm. I had vaguely heard of Keisha Lasquette and I remember mm. when Jenny mentioned it, I said to my girlfriends and it was like, didn't really travel in our school like that and Bola had never heard of it and when oh, Jenny wow. told us, it was kind of like, I was like, mm, yeah, I've kind of heard of it. And Bolo was like, no, nope, never heard of it. Mm. So like, it just shows you that it's really important yeah, to have different yeah, black people. 100%. Because I may have passed on it because yeah. it didn't travel like that in our school. Mm. Like, and then, so it's really important to kind of have different black people. In, mm. Like, so you can have that discussion. Um, but sorry, I interrupted you. But that was a good one. No, true. yeah, that's definitely one of my highlights. And I think, even, I mean, there's just so much. It's like one of them things where everything moves so fast. And then it's not until you like, so we did a presentation for like NHS Digital this week. Yeah. And as we were like putting together the presentation, like talking through all our work, I was like, "Rah, we've done a mm. lot, you know." But you don't realize at the time because you're just kind of like going, going. So even like, yeah, like just looking at our journey, like the very first piece that we published about motherhood was when I was like six or seven months pregnant, wow. and then to now be at this place where we've done so much on all these kind of like different scales. We've spoken about ectopic pregnancies we've spoken about sperm donors we've done Mm. all of this kind of stuff like it's hard to kind of like pinpoint like Mm. one thing but just seeing our continual growth I think that is definitely um yeah that's definitely just been a highlight but um so individual highlights definitely Keisha the scare um and other stuff I don't know man I you know Toby you answer let me think of think of some more um I say the first crowdfund that we did because we had like about a thousand people on Instagram. We had like three thousand people on um, 
on Twitter. Mm. And everybody told me, don't do a membership. Everyone said it was off. And I tell this story all the time. Like, I even met with my journalist, like, journalistic hero. And I told him, like, my plans. And he was like, don't do a membership. Mm. And I was, like, so gutted Mm. that he said, don't do a membership. And I remember I was like, oh, my God. Like, should we do a membership? And I remember, like, Bolo was just like... You, you gotta make your mind up. Like yeah. mm. you gotta make your mind up. Are you trying to be in the business of media, or are you trying to just be a journalist? Like you need to let me know what you're trying to do. Mm. And I was just like, oh. Um, and I remember like when we was like doing the crowdfund, it started off really slow, and no one was like buying like mm. a membership. And I was like, oh my god, have we done the like wrong thing? Mm. And then like I think the final night it was closing. There was just a rush, mm. and people. And I feel like I actually remember. You, Vic, as well, and Jenny, just being like, you should buy a membership. Like, and we reached that goal. We raised like £12,000 in the end. And I felt that, like, that was just confirmation because we had a really small audience, but they were just so engaged. Mm. And I think that was when I, I think that was the start of when we said that for us, it's not about scale, it's about depth. Like, how deep can we go with black women? Mm. Um, So that was an amazing highlight. And I remember that day, oh my God. Um, So when we did the crowdfund, Bola flew to America for Christmas with his family and I was in England. So, like, I was, like, in charge of the site. Mm. Jenny will tell you, I'm not technically savvy like that. <laughs> and the site broke. Oh and no one, could, like, oh, no one could, like, pay for memberships. I kid uh, you not. Have you ever cried and sweated at the same time? Have <laughs> 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 you ever cried so much that you, like, like you sweat? Oh, my God. Like, I remember the site broke down and, obviously... Bolo, who's the most technically savvy person on the team, was up in the air and no one could take payments. And then people were like, I can't pay. And like, the fact that my mum came up, I was crying so oh hard. My mum came from downstairs to upstairs <laughs> in the bedroom and I told her what was happening. And you know, sometimes your mum says, it will be okay. Like, it yeah. will feel better. But you know, when you're oh crying no. so hard, they're like, I have nothing to say to <laughs> you. <laughs> so I remember I had to call... Um, I had to call someone and then I remembered like who actually like made like the website for the, okay, like, yeah. the um, membership. So I remember calling her like three, four times and she was in church. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then she kept, she's like, don't worry, I'm, I'm driving home. It'll be oh, fixed in an gosh. hour. And she fixed it. But that day was, and I remember I had to have an interview with the BBC about the membership as well. But I was like, I was just all over the place. Mm. Like, I was like, yeah. I was like, we're not going to reach it. Mm. Like, the website's broke. Mm. So the crowdfund was a good um, was a good highlight for me. And then I think, you know what? I'm really proud of the regional content. Yeah. Um, I think we've been speaking about, it, like, Jenny's originally from Birmingham. And I think we, when, when Jenny came on board, I think we've been having this conversation for a while. It's kind of been a conversation that's been lingering in the background. And I think you should always critique yourself. And I think we just knew it wasn't good enough to just be quite a London-focused, yeah. like, publication mm. um so like again all kudos to jenny like she is like recruited all the editors like she is the captain of the ship on this project and like when i just see the content that like they're producing and like i just think like these like nine editors like where else would they get the chance to commission women where the, women and non-binary people where they live mm. where they else would they get the chance to pay these women and have their work published and like it's been so nice because it's always been the three of us and like we have Vanessa now who's like a full like, mm. f- full time part time member yeah. and then to have like nine other people in your slack it's kind of felt like a little mini newsroom <laughs> at times and it's been so nice mm. um so i'm just really proud of the regional content and like um what they've all produced um i'm i'm just i'm just really like amazed by it all and just i think this is why like i started black ballad um yeah. 
it was to kind of give these opportunities to um give black women and people. Mm. So I'm really I'm really proud of the regional content. Mm. Um and we've got a fair bit to go and I think people are going to be really in love with the stories. Mm. Well, we can't let you leave here without speaking about another exciting venture for Black Ballad, mm-hmm. which is the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, the podcast. Um, so we are launching our first podcast, mm. and it's called Black Bella Presents a Survival Guide, and it's all about motherhood, of course. Um, and yeah, it's like a twelve episode series. We're covering everything from like finance to like dating as a single mother to, um, like when stuff goes wrong with like your pregnancy or with conception. Mm. So just the joys as well of being a black mom. Mm. And we just wanted to make sure that it was, I guess the theme is like survive and thrive. So motherhood is hard. There Mm. are some bits where you're like just trying to survive it. But then also we want to thrive and we Mm. want to like, um, as one of my friends says on the episode, we want to just like floss as Mm. moms. So yeah, Mm. it's, it's been, I mean, it's all been recorded over lockdown. Um, so it was quite a journey. (laughs) It was quite a technical journey, but I'm excited. It should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you're hosting it. Yeah. I'm hosting it. Yeah, I'm excited, but you know, like, you know. When you listen back to your voice too much and you're like, bloody hell. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, like, probably... to tell me twice. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, bloody hell. Oh. People going to get sick of you. But not like, I'm think the thing that I'm really proud of is that we have such a mix of guests. So you're going to mm. have black women that you know, mm. and you're going to have other black women who you've never heard of before who are yeah. quote unquote normal, like yeah. your average every day. And I think that was so important for us because yeah. Black Ballet isn't just about... Because, you know, sometimes you see kind of the same people same talking thing. about yeah, motherhood. Just amplifying yeah. the same voice over. The same voice. And it's like, but what about everyone else? Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that we managed to get a mix of different yeah. people. I'm really glad that people have been so open and like so honest about their journeys mm-hmm. as... Um, parents or even um one of my friends who's a uh, foster carer as well she spoke about she spoke so honestly about her journey and I was just like yeah I'm just really honored and it goes back to the fact that I feel honored that black women trust us with their mm. stories like with some of the hardest parts of their lives they're yeah. like I will tell it to black ballad I will let the black ballad audience in on this part of my life so Mm. I'm excited now. I'd like to listen. Toby's I, on it as well. Oh mm. lord, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toby's yeah. Toby's talking the things. Them. So when is it launching? So um, twenty first of October. Wednesday, the twenty first of October. It launches, and every week for twelve weeks, mm-hmm. you'll get a new episode. Um, yeah, it'll be good. So and it's just sure. called Black Ballad. Black Ballad presents the survival guide. So if you search mm-hmm. for that and anywhere you get podcasts, I mean, if you're listening to this, you know about podcasts. So anywhere you <laughs> get, just type in Black Ballad presents the survival guide and you'll find us. Mm-hmm. I'm well excited, you know. I am really, I'm excited, I'm really excited too. Me too. Um, because honestly, I, I know there are lots of podcasts out there about motherhood, but I don't think they center like primarily on black motherhood and from the UK like yeah, black from the UK. mothers in the UK yeah. like it's so we have to go to like America yeah. a lot yeah. of the time to find out mm-hmm. and it's like yeah this is like for mm-hmm. us by us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be not a hypocrite but I'm just gonna make sure we're not doing what we sa- I said in the beginning and ignoring ones that exist 
So yeah. there's ones that exist, but I can't remember the names right now. But oh. I'll talk about it next week. Lads. Yeah, there's yeah. Dope, we, there's okay. dope black mums. That's it. Don't black mums. There's another one. It's the Shades of Black podcast. They're guests on one of our episodes as well. So one like Don't Be a Baby Mum or something like that. But I'll get it for you next week, lads. Because yeah, my sister's also doing one, which is called Unsure Mums. She's only done a couple of episodes, and she was like, "Oh, I don't want you to talk about it until there's more." Excuse me, what's called shit? Say unsure mum. Yeah, and I think again, it's like we need all of because everyone's gonna come with a different kind of vibe. to bring to the conversation, so it's important, man. And I think that one of the things that I will say is that right now, the only reason why we're talking about the fact that you know black women's maternal outcomes is because black women were the ones shouting about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's because yeah. of us talking about things that matter to us that now you're seeing BBC, whoever else start to cover it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's really yeah. important to recognize that we need all of us kind of talking about mm-hmm. all of these kind of things. And, you know, we can push all of the American podcasts off the charts, <laughs> the <Yeah>. parenting <laughs> charts. <laughs> I, I think like the nice thing about dope black mums is that there's also dope black dads. Yes. So they're like a yeah. family like unit. So yeah, you yeah. kind of get both sides. Mm-hmm. So I think, and like shades of parenting. I'm a I'm a big fan of Samantha who hosts. Um, yeah, I think she's, she's one of like yeah. I think she should written in a while, but she's like I don't know if anyone remembers it. Superwoman Chronicles that she used to have. Um, yeah, her blog. blog. She used to have this blog called Superwoman Chronicles. Yeah. and I tell you, when I started getting into Black Ballad, mm. I interviewed her because she made this website called Life of Hers. Mm. Yeah, one of the most interesting like that women so I've good. ever come across. Like she's so good. She's so talented. I think she's now a doctor. Yeah, wow. she is a doctor. Wow. Even, like she chronicled her whole journey on um the Superwoman Chronicles. Yeah. So like she wasn't a, like she she was kind of working. I can't remember what field it was, but it was just not what she wanted. She went back to school. She became a doctor. Oh she had like her kids and whatever. Like, mm, yeah. and again, it's just like the power of storytelling yeah. and just sharing our stories. And that podcast is, I think, one of my favorite parenting podcasts. Definitely. Mm. When I, when I was looking for schools for my oldest, I really I was like listening to their podcast. I was there. They had like these little resources. I was taking notes. I was like, I'm gonna make sure that I get the right nursery for my son. So, um, yeah, we're far from the first, but we hope mm. to contribute, of course, yeah, to the conversation. Yeah, yeah, I listened to Shades of um, Parenting when I was pregnant, and I like listened to it, and mm. like it was. I think they I spoke about something. I was like, oh my God. I was like. Oh my god, is this what I gotta expect? Like labor and all of that stuff. But like yeah. So all of you lot have youths. <laughs> <We do. laughs> youths them. Um, did you guys feel like researching beforehand made you like like calmed your nerves? No. Or did, okay. <laughs> well, uh, you know I did the midwifery course, so I actually saw babies being born. Oh that god. was that was before mm. I was even pregnant. Mm. So I had that and I was really into it and what, what was it called? A one born every minute. Oh, as soon yeah, as I was pregnant, you... I stopped watching that. <laughs> Everyone kept telling me, you need to watch it. I said, um, if I watch that, that baby's not coming up my belly. <laughs> I will not give back if I did not watch none of that kind of stuff. I remember like um friends kind of talking about um like I did listen to friends' experiences. So if a friend yeah. had a baby, I'll mm. I'll talk and I'll listen to them. But all that like stuff online, like I just wasn't yeah. engaged with it. And then especially on my second pregnancy, because that's when like the stats started coming out about yeah. my turn. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I've just got to mm-hmm. shut all this down mm-hmm. and just focus. Because mm-hmm. some of it is really, I mean, giving birth in general is quite scary. Mm-hmm. But then when you start getting into some of the complications that yeah. can happen, like yeah. you can, like, you yeah. can yeah. stress yeah. yourself yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing is, so 
the motherhood project, I wasn't pregnant when we started that. Mm-hmm. It was really inspired by, I think, working with you when I pitched it. So we basically won money to do the whole project. Mm-hmm. And when I pitched it, I, it really came from working with Jenny. And like, I've seen Jenny in like, Meetings with me, and then she has like her her, her youngest, and she's like, okay. she's talking, Aww. and she's like explaining like Aww. like what black ballad is and her part, and then she's got her like her her youngest just doing all sorts, and like, she's just like so composed, so and I was cute. like, we really need to like tell more than just mm-hmm. the statistics, the stories behind motherhood. So mm-hmm. like when we got the pre- when we got the project and like the green light for the project and the money, mm-hmm. I wasn't pregnant, mm-hmm. and then I felt pregnant during the project. So I, I kind of disengaged from the project a little bit. There was yeah. kind of, I just yeah. refused to read. I was no, like, no. I'm not that. I was like, no. I yeah. was like, yeah. So I kind of, yeah. so I used to, I would kind of like, because we have a Monday meeting. So mm. I would hear everything. But I think everyone could tell that like, I was just, it was kind of like, I registered it. And then I was like, it's out of my mind. Mm. Um, I watched one program with my husband and I don't know why I did this and this girl's in labor and she threw herself off the bed onto the no. floor and then my, and like I remember my husband was like turn it off now like turn it off turn it off why did she throw herself no why was he saying don't get no ideas is that what you said I, I was fully like four or five months pregnant I, I went into like, this YouTube phase where I was like it was like I think it was like a teenager and triplets or something like oh that I was watching God. and I remember being like oh my god like so I didn't I did enough research mm-hmm. but um yeah I gave birth in COVID so there was nothing there was oh, yeah. there was nothing how, how was that because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hearing lots of stories that people can't come with their partners yeah. so on the podcast I talked about I actually cried on our podcast oh, um no. so a few people I, did yeah. yeah so I had like a 60 hour labor <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just Jesus, Lord. <laughs> you know, I was that person that, like, you know, like, especially when you're a Nigerian, people oh, give yes. you scripture and like exodus <laughs> quickly. So about. unhelpful sometimes. And oh, so I was so like, unhelpful. every morning I'll be saying the scripture, and then so just believe quick, and receive, and you'll give and birth like the Hebrew midwife. Yeah, And I gymmed during my pregnancy, so I was quite active. And then like my husband was like, you know, like you were doing the right things. How long were you gymming to? I gymmed up until about, I think about like eight months. Wow. And we're doing like, the right thing. I don't need gym now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I ended up with a 60 hour labor. And then I had my baby's like, so basically when I went in, my baby's heartbeat was suspicious. And then mm-hmm. I went so long that it went into dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then I had an emergency C-section and my husband couldn't come with me. So I did oh, it by no. myself. Um, And like my C-section as well. Like they say like, I don't know how long it should take, but I think they told my husband that it should be like 90 minutes. Mm. And I was like four hours gone. And like, so like, I, so yeah, I did it by myself. And then like, also he didn't come. So I went into hospital on Tuesday night. I gave birth on Thursday evening. Mm. And like, I didn't see my husband until like late Wednesday afternoon. So he took me in mm. and we was in together for like about three was hours. just waiting? So I was literally just having contractions on her bed and a tens machine just waiting. And because like, contractions are not constant, they just like pain, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I did it by myself. And like, I think nothing can prepare you for giving birth in general. Mm-hmm. And I think with Corona, I think, you know, NHS are really stretched. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, but like, I was like begging and crying and people said, please, can you come in? I don't want to do it by myself. And then Aww. it was just like, 
At one point, my husband was just like, "Like this isn't about you. Like you just kind of got to go and do it right now. Like I want to be with you, but I can't. Like yeah. you just got to do it." Um, so it was it was really hard. And when I came home, I literally was just like, "Don't even think about wanting to have another baby. Like it's just not something I even want to <laughs> ever think about again." Um, who knows what will happen? Yeah. But um, yeah, like I had a I had a long ass labor. I was just like. God, like, I swear I prayed to you, like, what happened? Like, what happened? Like, have you forsaken me? (laughs) Literally. No, literally. Literally. The way that people talk, it's like, you know, you do all this, you do the right things, da-da-da-da. And I'll be honest, I think that that played a part in my postnatal depression the first time because Mm. I felt like Mm. I'd failed. Like, I'd been told you need to do this, you need to do that. Mm. Everything will be all right. Um... I ended up having, I mean, my, my baby was delivered by forceps. Um, it was kind of an emergency situation because his heartbeat dropped, my mm. heart rate dropped. So it was like an emergency situation, but he was delivered by forceps. But I didn't do the whole pushing thing. So I didn't mm. feel him coming out. Yeah. So I felt like I'd failed. Like I was mm. supposed oh, to shit. have this really smooth pregnancy mm. in the water that mm. didn't happen. And it contributed to my personal depression. Yeah. I definitely think so. And I found it hard to like bond with him because mm. I was so in this like yeah, in that state in yeah. that state of mm. i didn't do it right like this is my fault mm. like i didn't do things correctly mm. so i think that you know there are like people want to be helpful and they want to kind of reassure you mm. but the thing that i've realized is that first of all no one knows what your labor is going to you don't know what your labor is going to no, be yeah. like until you're in labor yep. and second of all your labor will be different could be different each time so yep. my first and my second were completely different yep. mm. and Partly because the second time I knew what to expect, I was Mm. able to manage myself better and kind of like manage things better. But Mm. yeah, people need to be careful of sharing them. And there's one silly book that if ever I see a pregnant woman reading, I'm like, (laughs) you better put put it down, (laughs) ignore it. It it, it does though. I think like, especially like when you think about like, obviously because you guys tackle mental health on the podcast, Mm. I think people don't realise how heavily they contribute to, like, the mental health challenges of of motherhood. Like, for me, we did an interview the other day, and I realised I found breastfeeding so hard. Mm. Like, when, like, especially because my baby was, um, she was, so when she, uh, when I had a cesarean, she didn't breathe. Mm. So, like, she didn't breathe, like, the first, I don't know, sec- it felt it felt like an hour, like, mm. she didn't breathe. Because I, mem- I remember, like, people being like, baby's not breathing, baby's not breathing. And I was, like, literally oh flat my, my bag. And I was literally like, oh, my God. And, like, because that cry that they do releases the, the, the yeah. air from Ooh, their yeah. lungs. And she just well, couldn't get her cry out. So I was super like, oh my God, like what is happening? And then she kind of had a little cry. They showed, they showed, like, I was on the bed and like, the midwife said, this is your baby. And then she was whisked off. Mm. And then I was like, oh my God. And then I was just left laying there. Mm. And then, you know, so when she went to like neonatal, she was fed with a bottle or a drip. So when she came down to me, like 24 hours later, trying to breastfeed with her was kind of hard because she yeah. was kind of like, she was, she was looking yeah, she was at me like, like, what, what is this? What is this? <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I was like, I was like, trying to breastfeed and like where again I didn't have any visitors so like my mum was like calling me on FaceTime my husband was calling me on FaceTime my mother-in-law was calling me but no one could actually help me because I went there in person and um I remember I asked a nurse like do you think she's feeding and it generally just looked they just just looked at me and was like maybe like just figure it out and I was was like you should and basically was like you kind of should know and I was just like oh my god like am I not a real mum like is my instinct not kicked in yeah and then when I took her home 
like for the first week, like she wouldn't breastfeed, and like everyone calls you and be like, "Breast is best. You should breastfeed." And it's like, "Why don't you breastfeed her?" <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell! Do, do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. it was. Literally, I remember at one point, like it was just getting to me so much that I just couldn't mm. breastfeed my baby, and it was just emotionally like getting yeah. on my mind. And I, I think. One thing I'm really grateful for is that, like, I, me and my husband had really honest conversations about mental health and postnatal mm-hmm. depression. And he was like, that's the one thing I don't want for you. Mm-hmm. So he was very proactive in terms of, like, so anytime I kind of felt done, he's like, let's get out of the house. Let's walk. Let's yeah. go somewhere. And I'll, he would be like, I'll take her. I'll, I'll feed her. Like, don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Aww. And then it kind of, you know, I think one, I, I had like a, I went, I, joined like an NCT group. So it's kind of like a private yeah. antenatal group. Mm-hmm. And one of the women in there, she was also struggling and she had like a helpline. Mm-hmm. I remember phoning the helpline. I didn't want to phone at first because I felt like, oh my God, like is it a bit of a failure? Yeah. Like, I even remember, mm-hmm. ah, my mom from Nigeria rang and she was like, Tubby, you must just put the breast in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> she said, insert it. That's how it works. She just- said, That's all you need to do. And I was, in my mind, I was like, what? what do you think like, I've been doing, Mum? Exactly. What? And I was just like, oh my god! And then like everyone was like, yeah, breastfeeding, breastfeeding. And I was, just, it was, it was such a a mental. Oh, you spend all the time in the podcast. I was about to say, yeah, no, was, yeah, 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 go on. Release, release it. Go on. It was literally like a mental fuckery. Like mm. I literally could not mm. get my like my head and body like to to breastfeed my like baby. Mm. And then I remember. One night, we literally just watched Coming to America. I had cake. I kind of just like forgot about it. And then she cried. And I was so relaxed. And it just happened. Oh, wow. And I realized that I just kind of needed to shut yeah. everyone out. Mm, yeah. But I, I, I'm I, lucky. Like, I didn't have any, like, I was quite good at listening to my emotions. But I think the breastfeeding not coming so naturally, like, you'd watch it on TV and they just go, yeah. and the baby's just there gulping away. But I think because it didn't happen for the first seven to ten days... I think if it if it didn't happen eventually, I think I would have really spiraled into something mm, yeah. that was like really mentally distressing. Because mm. even like your um, even like you're supposed to have health visitors, aren't you, when you have yeah. a baby? Mm. And we didn't have any, but we did have like a midwife. Mm. And I remember like when she came and we was talking about breastfeeding, she basically was like, maybe she basically said maybe she just doesn't like your milk. And I really yeah, just wanted geez. to just be what? basically she's like, no. maybe she just she said, maybe she's just lactose intolerant. Maybe she just doesn't like your milk. And I was just huh? like... As if you're a cow. <laughs> I no. was literally like... No. So, so, no. Like, so I was like, the milk I'm producing for my baby, like, so she doesn't like... It doesn't even what? make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's just so... It was just so unhelpful. So I definitely think breastfeeding was like the thing that was like, if I was going to spiral into anything, mm. that was the thing that was going to send me... Yeah, yeah, it was. It was just so, it was just so, so hard. So like when... Anyone gets pregnant now, I always just say, listen, take your time breastfeeding yeah. and formula is there. Yeah. Like as long as your baby's mm-hmm. getting fed, it's fine. As long mm-hmm. as your baby's growing, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So I think like definitely for me, like breastfeeding was the hardest mental aspect of being a mum. I feel like when now I see other people's journeys and stuff, and now when someone's pregnant or, or, or you know, they're going through, I'm just I I have to mind my business. If, yeah. And I really think oh, other, yeah. other people should follow suit. Like don't give out unsolicited advice. Literally. Don't give oh. out stuff that your mum has told yep. you. Like, Literally. let's just mind our businesses because you don't know how people are going through it. Um, I wanted to touch on one thing. I remember seeing a tweet by this guy and he was like, my babe gave birth, no gas and air. Oh, oh my day. No, I, I love her. She's so strong. No, oh You're my wicked day. man. <laughs> wicked, wicked, wicked man. 
We listen. Pain relief is there for yeah. a reason. Mm-hmm. Take take the pain relief if you need it. Like my first pregnancy, my first labor experience, I tried to soldier it. I tried. My labor was long. You said soldier. It, I, it's a war. I tried to. I tried to. I literally tried to soldier it like it was a war. And then they said, "Listen, you haven't eaten in nearly twenty four hours. You haven't slept in nearly yeah. twenty four yeah. hours. You're not going to be able to give birth. Yeah. Like you need to sleep. So you need to take pethidine, which is like morphine." Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-huh. "No, not the morphine." <laughs> But in that, I was in that mental. No, not the morphine. You know, that's yeah. like the worst one that I could yeah. take. They were like, "Listen, you need to sleep yeah. to give." So they gave me the morphine. I conked out. Wow. I slept for thirty minutes, but it felt to me like six hours. <laughs> yeah. I woke up and I was like, "All right, let's yes. like whatever yeah. you need to do to give birth to a healthy mm-hmm. baby okay. to have to be healthy in yourself. You need to do it." And I think um, I was pregnant around the same time as my cousin was in. Nigeria and I had like kind of these com- like the complications that I had towards the end of it my cousin Nigeria did it and my mom just said to me she was like she was so glad that I was in England to have mm-hmm. those complications because you could have a complication in another place where the, when maybe what you needed wasn't on hand and that mm-hmm. could have my son was born with the cord wrapped around his neck he didn't cry oh immediately goodness. like he first of all he wasn't even facing in the right direction mm-hmm. to even come out so oh it's gosh. like in a completely different situation where they didn't have maybe the equipment that they would need they didn't have mm-hmm. enough doctors mm-hmm. to kind of take care of me even though I, would, I still had qualms about my care but at least there were doctors yeah. there do you yeah. know what I mean like in another situation that could have been my baby gone mm-hmm. that could have been me put mm-hmm. at serious risk mm-hmm. so like I think definitely you have to um you don't have to do everything that the doctors say like mm-hmm. at the end of, like you mm-hmm. are you know your body you know your pain you know yourself so definitely listen to yourself but all these things are there for you to take advantage yeah. of mm-hmm. so when people are like oh my babes gave birth with no gas out, i mean what else? <laughs> like and what did you do to help exactly. like you're, you're you're saying this like you were there pushing the baby out with like yeah. listen gas and air that is the best mm-hmm. I'm, i'll just say that i had gas it's amazing air. it's amazing it's like <laughs> Listen, I was chatting the most of my... Yeah. I was telling everyone I loved them. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I was like, I was chatting the most amount of crap. Like, just take it all, man. Whatever you yeah. need, take it all. And sorry, I'll just say this. Second time round, I gave birth with... Because um, my labor happened so fast, I didn't even get a chance to have, like, gas in there and all that kind of thing. It was bloody painful. But my baby was delivered healthy. But guess what? I still had to go and get stitched up. So I still had to get the epidural. Yeah. So people say like this thing like, oh, it's like a badge of honor. I still had to go and get yeah. an epidural and lie in surgery and yeah. get stitched up. So it's like, what does it what does it matter that I didn't have pain relief when yeah. I gave birth? Because yeah, exactly. I still needed pain relief to get stitched yeah. up. What what does that mean? I actually yeah. think that men want women to be in pain all the time. Especially black black women. You want us to be in pain, <laughs> innit? Because when I saw that tweet, I thought, God rebuke it. Like, God rebuke nah, it. Nah, I'm, I'm, I, as I said, I had a long labor. When, so I was dead set against epidural. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want it. Like, mm-hmm. I, you write out like a labor plan. Mm-hmm. And like, I had like in big, bold, black instructions, mm-hmm. no epidural. And like you, like, I was 24 hours in. Like, they was like, you're too tired. Like, you need an epidural. I swear to God, it was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I blacked the pain. Hey, did you have it? Um, no. What, what happened? Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to firm it. I'm going to firm yeah. it. What's, What's with me? No, I said, you, I said, I'm not, I said, I'm not having, not having pethidine. I'm not having epidural. When I got in that hospital, I said, give me the fastest thing you can give me. Just oh, put it in my body. It's, yeah. 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 yeah it's so I had the pethidine and I was like, 
when yeah. that hits, when, <laughs> when that <laughs> hits, and you're like, rah, like I can, it's literally like I can think. Yeah. The pain that racks your body is so mad, you can't even think. Yeah. People are talking to you, and you're like, yeah, shut you're just like, like, you know, yeah, when people yeah. talk about slapping their husbands. Yeah. Wow. Like, no, because. You're slap them. No, Vicky, Vic is that bad. People are chatting. It's that people bad. are chatting rubbish in your ear, yeah. and, and you're in pain. The, yeah. the most amount of pain, it literally feels like your body is being ripped in two, and then someone's telling some rubbish about, no, 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 don't push yet, don't push yet. Do I have a choice? Like, <laughs> my body is pushed. Like, people are chatting rubbish in your ear, like, yeah. and you can't even think. As soon as that pain relief hits and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, mm. Epi- epidural is a... Yeah, it's a, it's a, but I, I'll say this. I hope it doesn't sound irresponsible. Mm. I did love gas and air. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, <laughs> it'd be, it'd I, be what it is. No, no I, do you know what I said? It was so funny. I got into a political argument with my doctor. So basically, So basically, <laughs> I pulled the mask down. I was like, to I was like, oh my god, you have to wear the mask during pregnancy. Uh, your leg. Well, no, it's a gas and air okay, mask. Okay. So I was like. Everyone in this room is black and brown, but on the news, the doctors are white. Yeah. <laughs> I swear! Apparently, that's what I said. Apparently, apparently I said. Talking diversity and yeah. inclusion. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And, 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 yeah, and then I was like, Boris is a liar. He never had corona. Oh and, like, my and my doctor was like, I don't like Boris, but he looked very ill. And I was like, liar. <laughs> I was I was on one. You like, provided them entertainment for the night. <laughs> no, no, my doctor literally was like, "You're very entertaining," and I was just like, "I was yeah, I was proper on one." Like I was going in, and like I think my husband was like, "Thank God you had a diverse set of nurses and doctors." Yeah. They the things been you were the things you were saying, it was wild. So mm. I was just like going off on one. So I love gas and air. I'll be honest. Mm. And then I was like, "So husband, do you love me? Do you love oh. me? Like, do you still love?" Yeah, 
Yeah, one who gives birth outside of hospital, like all, yeah. all kudos mm-hmm. to you, boy, because yeah. that was that was like my so second time around. I stayed at home as long as possible because I wanted to be relaxed. Mm-hmm. It got to the stage where my friend thought I was gonna give birth in the car park underneath the flat. <laughs> no, and it was that moment where yeah. it was like I stayed at home way too late, boy. Like we were in the car and I was like crunched over forget, having contractions. I, I, <laughs> I was literally like, why am I? I was like, nah. I st- Luckily, made it to the hospital oh, in time, God. and baby, just, like it was that late that it was literally like I was hobbling down the corridor. The midwife's wow. like, listen, if you don't start walking, you're gonna give birth in Ooh. this corridor. See me now, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to run to the. Thing, I got a question. Do you guys ever look at your youths and be like, when they're messing about and think? I think yours, are, yours are toddlers. Probably um, older. yeah, I've got a five year old and a one and a almost Aww. two. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing. <laughs> And jazz, you know, seven. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever? Look, I, I don't think yours is, is is old enough to be naughty yet. It depends if she slept. So oh, I've been up okay. since four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Okay, sorry, this is a naughty one. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever look at them and think, you know, I actually went, I birthed Ooh, you. Oh no! Nah. And <laughs> you're moving mad like this. Do you know who I am? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that sometimes, like especially like, so the toddler is proper like toddlering like he's in that stage mm. even this morning like throwing himself back i think the thing that he was me, doing what he was like <laughs> when he's on like he's throwing himself backwards like arching his back but like <laughs> potentially he's about to hit his head like when they're about oh, to no. injure themselves yeah. i'm like listen mm. i did not birth you for you to go and hurt <laughs> yeah, yourself exactly. having a tantrum because you're not allowed crackers or something stupid yeah. like that like now sometimes i literally look at and i'm just like I'm like, nah, you don't rate me at all. You don't rate me. <laughs> you don't rate you don't rate what I've been through. But um, yeah, and then other times you look at them and you're like, oh my gosh, you're the most beautiful thing yeah. that I've ever seen in my yeah. life. And other times you're literally just like, don't touch me, don't talk to me. <laughs> Watch TV, just give me a moment. I feel like when I have a kid, I'm gonna I said this to my boyfriend the other day, I'm gonna say like a billion pictures of them. Do you guys do this? Like oh, every single day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The phone's just like literally. Yeah. Like it's just a stand account. Mm. Yeah. Apart yeah. from my 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 both of them actually they don't like pictures now. Like I think <laughs> I've overdone it to the point where they see a camera and they're like no picture. Do they take selfies? No face, no care. Yeah, my toddler <laughs> does that thing where if you've ever seen a parent's camera roll where where oh, you can yeah. see where their child is taken. There's like a nostril. <laughs> yeah. There's a forehead. Just like bare selfies. Oh, so, so I've got loads of those pictures. But if I bring my camera out, sometimes I'll just be like nah. Mm-hmm. literally don't take a picture of me mm-hmm. don't unless okay my oldest likes a video he likes he likes okay, to do a little okay. video for instagram a little motivational yeah. message oh, oh yeah he has been doing i've seen yeah he has been doing he's like he's, he's been asking about a youtube account motivational like, message let's yeah. be signing him up please yeah. money to be made there's money to be made everyone has to earn their keep yeah. <laughs> no literally he's like he's like mommy why don't i have a youtube channel and i'm ah. like oh they fully know it Like yeah. Kaya was saying uh, And subscribe to YouTube I yeah. said how'd you know that Yeah, yeah. She's like like and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> They're ready They're ready for it They are ready yes. Seriously Oh god It's all to come for me Yeah yep. no, That's all to come It's pending Yeah but That's what they grow up on Isn't it YouTube Yeah mm-hmm. Yeah but my uh, Yeah her dad's not gonna let her have anything Really? Well, we don't put like any pictures of her out, like in terms of mm-hmm. like I don't know, like I've, we've had this discussion before. Like when I was pregnant, we kind of just made the choice not to show any photos of her mm-hmm. because I think one of the things that I I love 
I love the internet because you can kind of get advice about being a mum without judgment because yeah. people answer questions and mm. stuff like that. And like people have like people are mummy bloggers and they're amazing and they mm. kind of give you like their like side of it. But the other thing is, I I kind of don't. Sometimes your child hasn't asked to be on the internet, right? Yeah. And I kind of thought that like. If what if she grows up and she just doesn't? What if my child doesn't care about race and race conversation and she's really embarrassed by what I do? And mm, like, that's impossible. But no, but I just, I just kind of thought like, what if she's just not interested? Yeah. And then mm. like the other thing is, what if she's super shy, like you know, mm. and she doesn't want to like have her picture out there? And I think the other thing is, I'm not a fan when parents put their kids having tantrums on the internet because oh. I think. What do you mean? <laughs> so like, you wait, know, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You no, no, no. I've seen, yeah. I've seen like people proper talk about their kids' yeah. lives in a way that. I I think it's quite intrusive Like I saw someone post About their child Being bullied at school And I was like Nah oh That gosh. that to me Was too f- Like that to me yeah. So they're talking about it In like Oh you know Here's this like Family uh, drama That we're dealing with At the moment oh. If me If I was that child uh, yeah. Me and you were gonna yeah. fight because yeah. why are you true, telling true. all these people especially that I'm being bullied much. at school? Like yeah. especially for like that? around like seven five ish. The other kids will see it. They're like, oh, so your mom's chatting about you. I'm going to even finish you even more. God yeah, forbid. Exactly. God forbid. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I meant when I said, um, I, I I thought like you guys are not going to allow her to like watch YouTube. But um, I didn't know you meant like not have no, a face. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, well, I think like, yeah, you can get parental locks on YouTube. Yeah. So we're allowed to watch But YouTube. you still have to watch the things properly. You know? It's true. Oh, yeah. I I saw from your, um, what your, your eldest was watching. You said that like, there's like hidden, like, Really random messages that come out, and, and there was one video he was watching the other day. So he loves like cars and Disney yeah. cars. Da, da, da. So there's this thing, and it's meant to be like, and there's like a um, it's like counting with the cars, and all of a sudden Spider Man comes out of nowhere, starts defecating on the floor, and oh. jumps up and slams his head down on the floor. So there's all blood coming out what? of his head, and I was just like, what? So. If I hadn't been paying attention, exactly. yeah, I would never have. Known. I would have never like. Yeah. You have to be so so, so careful. Scary. Like what literally, I when when he's watching YouTube, I have to just sit. Even if I'm doing something else, yeah, like, I, have to, I have to. I have to sit attention. there and pay oh attention God. because yeah. you just never like literally the world's and that's yeah, the good thing and the bad thing yeah. about YouTube and mm. the internet and stuff. Like that's what I'm a bit kind of scared about. Mm. And even I've got a stepdaughter who's eleven, mm. and even like. She's all on the TikTok and all of this, hmm. and it's like you don't you don't want to be you don't know who's watching your account. Yeah. You don't know yeah. who's watching your account. Yeah. You don't know who's. Um, so at one point, I got TikTok to you know keep up with what she was doing, <laughs> and she started following all her friends from my account, and I was like, no, because even though I know that I'm not okay, yeah. I'm yeah, not gonna do yeah. anything, but they shouldn't be used to fully grown adults following them yeah. on TikTok. Mm. Do you got know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. It's a scary world, oh, man, and yeah, that's partly why. Even when my oldest is, uh, my oldest son is like, "Oh, you know, why have I not got a YouTube?" And I'm like, "Because I don't know how to how we're gonna manage yeah, that yet. Yeah, like yeah. until we have a plan, how we're gonna manage trolls, how we're gonna yeah. keep mm. you safe. Mm. I'm not gonna put you on YouTube." Yeah, yeah. Oh and I, I think also like having the for me, anyways. I think the world is harsh on black girls and black yeah. and mm-hmm. black women, anyways. And I just yeah. feel like I don't want to introduce her to that harshness mm-hmm. when she's so small because mm-hmm. people just make judgments even on babies. And, and like it's it's the things that I've seen. I'm just like I'm not I'm not here for that because mm. I will slap you <laughs> in real life. Like I'm not like yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not mucking about when yeah. it comes mm-hmm. to my baby. Like yeah. I'm not. Yeah. So like I just felt like going back to what we said. Like I think I don't like the fact when people say. Oh, like I've had this really hard day at work because my my six year old was having a tantrum and my two year old, you know, she was having a tantrum. I just 
personally don't feel quite comfortable with it because mm. I kind of feel that if I was having a bad day, I wouldn't expect my friend or my husband to be like, oh my God, I'm having a really hard day because my wife or my friend is having like yeah, a moment yeah, yeah. and like they're finding what, I wouldn't expect you to do that. Mm. And I think that why don't you give that same respect yeah. to a tr- child? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can kind of get caught up in terms of, I guess, likes and entertainment. And yeah. I think like, mm. that's one thing that I've been, I you know, we... We're all human. We can all fall to it. And mm. I felt that I just didn't want to get caught up in, oh my God, she looks so cute. And then posting her mm. all the time. People ask you, hey, can I see, like, people who follow you, can I see a picture? When you post on her? Yeah, people have said, like, oh, when you post on her. The mm. thing that made you made me, made me really, like, stop and think was when people said, did I miss the announcement? I didn't know you was pregnant. And I said, I never announced it. I never, mm. I never said anything. Mm. And I think that was when I was like, rah, like we really must live our lives so openly. Because yeah. when I did the newsletter, I had quite a few DMs, emails where people just said, oh my God, I missed the announcement. Sorry, I would have congratulated you. And I was like, mm. you don't need to be sorry that you didn't congratulate me yeah. yet. And like, when I was pregnant, I didn't post yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's, a, sorry to cut you. I no. think it's a, it's a familiar thing. So like, I think people are so familiar with so-and-so is pregnant. They announce it at six yeah. months. Then, mm. do you know what I mean? They, it's kind of like we're used to seeing how mm. content yeah. can... Because yeah. like, I wouldn't even... I think people even think, oh, Toby is a... You know, I see a bit of her life online. So she's an influencer. No, Toby's a founder. She's... Oh, do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Um, but what I was going to say about you saying, um, posting your child. I remember one time people saying stuff about... Um, some influencer's baby And they're like Mm-mm. Oh she's not even it's, that cute No 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 Listen no. oh, that, that day That day The police will be called To my house Seriously <laughs> I, I was like No you know what Easy nah, Not a baby, baby. But, nah. but this is the thing Like people think It's a free for all yeah, People think Whatever you put out there Is a free for all I remember when um, With my oldest son When there was a time when I did kind of just post him a bit more on like Instagram mm. and stuff. And I managed to bag a whole bag, like bunch of freebies from like one of these kiddie, wow. um, like they do like the kiddie snacks. Mm. I'm not going to say them because they didn't pay me. But um, <laughs> I got all these freebies from mm. them. And I was like, I can see how you can get into your influencer bag yeah. with your children. And even yeah. though it was a point when I did put him on like my main feed, like my likes would double. She that pisses I mean. me off. I'm so my sorry. My lights will double. Please. Piss off the little... <laughs> no, that actually pisses me off when I go through people's Instagrams and the baby gets more. No, Because you're trying to tell me I'm clapped. Yeah. And you're telling me the mini me is a better me. Basically. No, I don't like Basically. it. So I can see how you can get kind of caught up with that because literally as soon as I post him, listen, it could be a blurry, out of focus certain... No. me looking in my finest and I'll be and getting half a time. Yeah. So I can see how, but then when I saw someone else, so um Candice Braithwaite, she posted about her son's circumcision and I read the comments mm. and all of these white oh, yeah. ones come in, for, saying, yeah. come in for her about circumcision. It's not your like, it's a, it's talking about um, talking about how she's abusing him, how da 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 how all this kind of stuff. Nope. And I said, that day I'm going to mm, stop yeah. because listen, you cannot, you cannot tell me anything about my child. Yeah. You yeah. cannot tell me anything about him and not expect me and you, me to, to track you down mm. and be waiting outside. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would, honestly. And, and I think that's it. Like, I think, Everyone is entitled to bring up their child how they want. Mm. And I think that's the thing that I don't like about um, social media. And I think letting that part of your life out is that pe- I think whether it's, it's, it's undeserved 
but people do feel an entitlement to yeah. judge because it's not like you're inviting them in, but you're you kind of dialogue. You, 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 yeah. you kind of have to be yeah. honest about it. So I personally would rather just not say mm-hmm. anything. I've posted her feet, I posted the back of her head. Mm-hmm. And like then, baby feet. Yeah. Listen, her, when you said about getting more likes, that's why I was looking at the feet. Like, stop right there, Toby. Honestly. Honestly. Ah, no, I'm joking. I'm not joking. Honestly. She got more likes with just her feet. And I just have a good picture. It's yeah. not a good picture of her feet. People. I can't lie. Yeah. It's like, we spent time trying to get this picture of her feet. It's not that good. Like, I'm not going to lie to anyone. It's yeah. not, like, it's just her feet. And like, people love it. And like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, But yeah, I just think. I think Chimamanda had an amazing quote and she said when, you know, she had a baby and like, no one she knew. knew she was pregnant. No one knew. No one knew. No and one also, died. like, you know, th- three of us are Nigerian. Like, mm. it is our culture. You don't mm. announce your pregnancy. Mm. You announce the baby. You don't announce your pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a cultural thing as well. Mm. And, um... Shout to Pick Meal. <laughs> she's so private, you know, that one, like... Mm. Um, but is she private or are we... Like, expecting too much. I get what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah. but I do love the fact that she kind of keeps... Yeah, 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 you don't really see her yeah. kids. But, um, yeah, so... Ah, what was I going to say? Sorry, you're saying about Chimamanda. Chimamanda, yes, sorry. She said that people expect our women to perform pregnancy and motherhood. Mm. And I totally understood what she meant. Like, I think if you're pregnant, like, people expect you to look a certain way. People yeah. expect you to act a certain way. I remember mm. I got in a lift at church and someone said, how far along with you? And, like... I kind of blew up quite quickly. Mm. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like... Listen. Like, I was like, you're you're literally public property when you You, get pregnant. Yeah, well, and I I just felt that, like, as well, like, I think when you're pregnant, you can be really body conscious. Mm. And I I remember... a friend of ours said something about like how big I was. I like my husband had to pan him. Like it was like he had to, he, yeah. yeah. My husband had to really be like call him and be like, bro, like don't like you can't do that. Yeah. Like he literally. Yeah. It was funny because like and the thing is I love him to bits and like it, he didn't even think it was a bad thing and I yeah. and I don't even he's not even a bad person but I think society really f- tells people that. Pregnant women are up for discussion. Pregnant yeah. women are up for debate. Mm. And I think that was something that in my pregnancy, I really struggled with because people would comment on us. Someone yeah. even asked me, am I having twins? And I'm like, no. Oh no, that's, I know, that's the God. people calling yeah. me EI Beji for like, <gasps> no, if you guys don't know, time. that's Yoruba for uh, mother of twins. Um, oh, basically yeah. what they call um, Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. So they were, co- and I was, they were like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm absolutely sure. I saw the sonogram myself. I'm mm. only have, are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, but how, how big do you expect a woman mm, yeah. to, like, you do realize that I'm growing a whole human. other human. Mm. There's a whole other mm. human. There's my organs. There's the amniotic. There's a placenta. Fluid. There's yeah, a placenta. Exactly. There's, and it's weird because, I feel like pregnancy is such public property, but people still don't know nothing yeah. about the mm, realities of it. Yeah. It's like, even the thing that I absolutely detest with all of my soul, like snapback culture, snapback oh, yeah. expectations. Yeah. Like I've struggled with that though, being real. I've really struggled I've with really that. I've really struggled with that. And it's yeah. just like, you have to like, kind of just get out like mm-hmm. you just have to fight for your own sanity and for mm-hmm. your own kind mm-hmm. of peace mm-hmm. in the fact that like you are who you are your body looks the way that it looks and it's like there's this weird kind of um I the thing that I'm struggling with honestly at the moment is this weird kind of thing where it's like every woman's entitled to do whatever she wants with her body so you know like oh body positivity mm-hmm. oh yay but then if a woman has surgery oh my gosh it's amazing and she should be allowed to have surgery and I'm not saying that no one shouldn't be allowed to have surgery mm. but there's this thing where people talk about body positivity but mm. we are still kind of heralding and holding up women who, yeah. and idolizing mm. women who have surgery to the point where I saw a um 
a thread the other day on um Twitter and it was like basically looking at everyone's banging surgery. So like mm. before and mm. after, mm. like bare heart eye emoji. Oh mm. my gosh, their surgeon was a magician. Da, 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 da. And then there was one girl in the thread. I, I don't even really know. I think she's like mm. an influence in America. So I mm. don't really know mm. her. But they said, oh, why did she do that to herself? She was perfect before. Mm. And I was like, why do you think when you've done a whole exactly. freaking 34 exactly. tweet yeah. thread... Yeah. Praising all these people mm-hmm. about how banging their surgeon mm-hmm. is. Why would you not think that an influencer mm-hmm. then feels the need to do something mm-hmm. that she doesn't even need to do? Mm-hmm. Do you get what Especially I mean? Especially because they make their money based on appearance. Exactly. They, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, what do you like? What do you expect? Even down to the fact that, like, you have all these kind of like criticisms about, um, like, yeah, like what influencers do with their body and whether they've changed in this way and that. And it's like, but when you're Supporting mm-hmm. and heralding one thing. Yeah. Why do you not expect exactly. that people are yeah. gonna go mm-hmm. and do that? And I really struggle with that because I see like people talking about, oh, you know, look at this person, they mm-hmm. had the baby, mm-hmm. and look, there's this thing six months in, six months out. So they show you, or nine oh, months in, nine yeah, months yeah. out. So they show a picture nah. of you at nine months pregnant, and then nine months afterwards, and they're all snatched and nah. this and that. And I'm like, literally, I have to just say to myself, close the app, mm-hmm. go sit, go sit down and go chill because mm-hmm. It would literally just mess with your yeah. mind does. so much. I've, I, I, I think I've really struck. Oh, look at me being so honest on this podcast. Yeah, you so. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're lucky, you know. So, honest. so we don't chat to no one, you know. <laughs> no, like, so I, I, I genuinely like exercising because I think it's, you know, like, if, in all honesty, it's something I do by myself. Mm. Like, I work with my husband. I live with my husband. Mm. So we're pretty intertwined. But, like, exercising was something that, like, it was mine. Mm. It was good for my mental health. And then, like... I think also I exercised with one of my best friends, so it was a way for me and her just to see each other. Mm-hmm. So I liked that aspect. Mm. But I I've really struggled with like the body changes mm. in terms of like I, I've I'm running at the moment and I had to take two weeks off because one, like I had a little bit of an injury, but I think I had to really assess why I'm running. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like every day I'll be talking to my husband, like, oh my God, like when is my belly going to be flat again? Like when, when am I going to lose the weight? And this, that, and that. And he was just like to me the other day, like you're actually like, you like you need to like relax with it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be this obsessed about it. Like you're not enjoying life. And mm-hmm. I, I've really, really struggled with like the fact that I don't fit into like all my clothes again. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, mm, but I've had a baby six months ago and like my husband was like you need to give yourself a break like you had a c-section so when you have a c-section like you can't really walk properly and like you have like three months of like wow like because you because you literally like they're cutting your inside so like for a long time you you can't even lay flat like you have to lay with like four pillows up to sleep like because you can't lay flat and stuff and i think the snapback culture has i don't think it's even allowing me to enjoy where i am at Hmm. the moment so i'm just kind of like oh my God, like, why won't the weight shift and mm. this, that, and the other? Like, I've banned certain foods in the house. Wow, like, and I think I have to be super honest with myself. And I think, like, not running for two weeks, I, I've, like, made, like, a mental list of why do I run? Mm. And, like, it's good because running gives me, like, a time away from the house just to not, and also not to think about black bad because you can think about it all yeah. the time. Mm. And I'm doing it for myself. But the other part is because... I'm trying to lose weight. And like yeah. my um my my husband's cousin was like, Oh, like are you enjoying running? And I was like, No, I'm running to lose weight. Like I'm mm. not enjoying running. Mm. And I was like, Do you know what? Toby, actually just enjoy running. Enjoy yeah. the freedom mm. that running gives yeah. you. But snapback culture is so, so, so hard. And especially when I think people are also not honest about snapback yeah. culture. Mm. Like some people you see them and I'm like, ah, 
You got surgery. Amazing. Yes, you did. And I don't even mind. I, I don't think but you should be honest about that. Yeah. Yeah. Your surgery and she had a doctor, like, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's, if I think, do what you need to do to make your life the life you want. Mm-hmm. And if you've got money to have surgery, oh, yeah. go and have it. Like, d- why so, not? Sorry to cut you, Terry, but I, I honestly feel we're in a space where I can't even stand this snap, but I hate it. I can't yeah. stand it. I wouldn't. I'm not, and maybe I sound like an evil person, but I won't even applaud you. Be like, yes, so for snapping back. No, mm, even yeah. chill, please chill yeah. and watch Netflix. Like, chill. <laughs> um, every celebrity, like um, Krypton Conan's uh, girlfriend, she posted um, oh, with her belly snap back. The shade room posted it. Everybody's like, oh my god, oh my god. It's just like, but did you have a baby yesterday? Yeah. But we're obsessed. We're obsessed. I feel like with her though, I felt bad that so many people also came at her at the same time because I think people came for her and I was like, mm. you know what? Like she's a young woman. Like she's also entitled to do what she wants with her Instagram. Mm. And at the same time, I think society is so obsessed yeah. with celebrating yeah. the it's women. The society's now. pressure. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm not criticizing her. I also think that she might even be in that bubble of she's seen all the snapbacks. So now she's she probably thinking, yeah. yeah, she feels yeah. pressured. Like, oh my god, I must, I too I'm must snap back. It's, yeah. it's, and I, and I hate seeing celebrities do it because I'm just like, please have some responsibilities. Like, um, what's that woman's name? Tatiana Taylor. Auntie Chill. Yeah. Tiana, Tiana Taylor. Is that her name? Wait, yeah. Tiana. 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 Tatiana. It's weekly at this point. It's weekly, but it's fine. I love no. Tiana. But I'm not going to lie. I saw oh, her chill. boyfriend. If, I'm not going to lie. I said to her husband, look at two weeks. Huh? And he was like, she has every dietitian. But every trend. Exactly. Please don't compare Sorry, Does that look normal? It does. It's not normal. Yeah. I think, I think, like, the thing that, like, Beyonce, I love her. But when she did the homecoming concert and I saw her, I was like, no. I was I was like raw like let me just lock the cupboards now but then she came out and she spoke in her documentary I'm like hungry. she spoke about I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I've only eaten an apple <laughs> why why are you hungry then like she <laughs> there but oh she God. spoke about it and I appreciated the realness in that moment yeah. but even then like, I can't imagine being Beyonce being the lauded pressure. for my beauty yeah. and my body, the getting pregnant, yeah. and she had twins as well. Like mm-hmm. I can't even imagine being pregnant mm-hmm. with twins. And she and she got big because you get big with twins. Mm-hmm. And then having everyone's eyes on you and then being expected to kind of yeah, like snap. Like if you think about it, Beyonce's been in the public eye since she was a teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know what size dress she wore when she was what yeah. seventeen. Mm-hmm. Do you get yeah. what I, mean? I can't imagine that pressure. But that moment in the documentary was just like. I'm hungry and I'm like, yes, and I don't want to be hungry. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. my food, so I'm gonna sit here. I swear she even eat. said no bread, no alcohol, yeah. no vegan. No, yeah. When Nothing. she said the list, I was like, and that's why you look like that, and yeah. I look like this. Exactly. <laughs> but do you know what? Do you remember the meme where she's walking with blue ivy and she's pregnant and she's quite like far along? And someone said, and I think there's a mirror that says not another burger. That blue says like not another burger. Oh uh, yeah. And, you, and I think like, like when you wait, think, what? So basically, <laughs> she's walking with like blue, and I feel like she's got like her mouth kind of. Open mm. and like the meme is like blue her blue saying like not another burger or like oh you still hungry like making fun of like her okay. eating and I just feel that like when you have memes like that about people that are no pregnant yeah. why yeah. do you think Beyonce is yeah. saying mm-hmm. Beyonce who let's be honest you know shouldn't feel that pressure because yeah. you know she's been so celebrated she's been so mm. lauded but and it's so kind of far rem- she acts like she's so far removed from like us yeah. on her internet she's she still, still she's still saying. 
I'm just eating apple. Because yeah. we make memes of mm-hmm. pregnant women. Like, we're literally making mm-hmm. fun of her weight mm-hmm. as a pregnant mm-hmm. woman carrying twins. Do you know the complications? Mm-hmm. How much more complicated it is to carry mm-hmm. twins? And like, she's been honest about it. Do you know well. what I mean? And also, like, one thing I hate is that when you're over 35, they call it a geriatric pregnancy. So, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're... Like, your prime times get pregnant is, like, late teens to early 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's having twins, like, like mm-hmm. in her late 30s. Mm-hmm. Like... Do you not think like mm. how already? And then she said that she had preeclampsia, mm. that she's she had complications. Yeah, yeah, she's high risk. And then we're on the internet laughing and making memes yeah. of her weight. And mm. I feel that like when you, as a, someone who's just a normal mum, when I see that, do you not? Do you, is it, are you surprised that I'm kind of feeling exactly. that like I should kind of be back to like my previous yeah, size yeah, ten? Yeah. Like, yeah. do you get what I mean? Mm. So I think. I'll be proper honest about it. Like, I've really struggled with, like, the body changes that come with being pregnant. I've really, really struggled. And I also feel that sometimes we don't say it enough. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not... Like, I should look at my body and be like, Toby, like, amazing. Like, you've grown a human for nine months. You delivered safely. Like, Mm -hmm. it was hard, but you did it. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the moment, I'm in a mindset where I'm looking at my body and I'm just like, yeah, you can't fit into that and you can't fit into that. Mm -hmm. And that looks... And, like, there's no, like, positivity. And I think that... I had to unfollow some people as well because mm. I just felt that where I am for my mental well-being, it was That's just fair. too just too toxic. Mm-hmm. Like I just couldn't look at people mm. and just be like, not that I'm not happy for them, mm. but I just felt that it just wasn't like healthy for me. Yeah. Um, so like I've had to really like register like and like just slow down and just be like, if you're gonna lose weight, you're gonna lose the weight. Mm. But like just do it healthily, like mm. don't kind of do a crash diet. Like I'm really and just like yeah, just take your time with it mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah. But I think snapback culture is, is I think, is mm-hmm. one of the most unhealthy things that exists in mm-hmm. society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we should we should praise women who, like, or, you know, women and people that give birth and, like, their bodies afterwards. And I think the problem is the mums that we do celebrate, we need to be honest and see what they look like mm-hmm. because they look like they haven't even had a yeah. baby. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the women that we say, oh, my God, look at this. I saw a... I saw another meme. I don't know if you've guys seen it. And she's like, uh, she's, I want to say a white woman. I want to say like a um, Middle Eastern woman. And she's got a child. And then she's got a car. She's like, She's closing her car boot with her leg. And oh, her yeah, leg is stretched yeah, up. Yeah, Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, seen and people one. are like, this is what I need to yeah, be in yeah, motherhood. Yeah. This is the mum I want to be. And I'm like, was your mum even sorry? Not to like, be rude. Our no. mums weren't like and that. And it's not it's not normal. And don't get me wrong, this woman is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a striking image. It's a beautiful image. And she's thick thin. And I'm yeah. not and I just think yeah. like like that's what we constantly praise. Mm-hmm. We don't praise like, you know, the other mum that's kind of not that thin mm. and is like working her way back to a body that she's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. We don't praise it enough. And I think mm. that's just not right. Yeah. It's like when Meghan Markle, was it Meghan or was it Kate? When she gave birth and she still had the the pre... It was Meghan. Yeah. I think she was on the... Yeah. And she was like on the steps or whatever yeah, with the baby. And then the everyone bump. started... Ish. Started kind of talking mm. about oh my gosh, she, she could be carrying and Jesus and they were they were criticized too well. So like, and but even for me, that was like the first time I've really seen someone give birth and then their stomach was still there because yeah. in society and in mainstream media, we still even in when you watch a film when when someone gives birth, the, the stomach is gone. Yeah. It, it, and like, it's like it's that's not normal. It's not normal. That's not how the human body works. No. Like it's so it just I think being pregnant and giving birth just showed me how much of the 
like the female body that society doesn't even understand because yeah. they don't even understand what takes place when you're pregnant and mm. they don't even understand what take because if you did understand you wouldn't be making stupid mm. comments mm. about the fact that oh you look like you're carrying twins or even like Kim K she's not my favorite person at all but when she was pregnant that time oh, she was and they were comparing her to a sofa and all this kind of mm. stuff and it's like like bro like what the heck is like what is wrong with you yeah. like and then the next minute you'll be talking about mental health and about you know we shouldn't yep. be you know women should be happy with them mm. but like why should we be happy when every single day mm. we're told and we're reminded that the natural human body is not the pre- yeah. it's not the desired mm. body like mm. i just like sometimes i literally just have to like put down my phone yeah i for, for my mental health i had to throw out all my old clothes and mm. say you know what i'm not getting i have to accept i'm not getting back into those clothes right now mm. let me just buy clothes that fit me yeah. mm. the right size mm. and let me just keep it moving with that mm. and not and not do that thing where, like, okay, well, I'm going to hang on to this because I'm going to get back. Like, I had mm. to literally dash all my clothes out and just say, mm. accept it. This mm. is my body now. Accept mm. it. If I need to buy new clothes in the future, then I'll buy them then. But right now, this is what I look like. Mm-hmm. This is the body that I'm in. Let me just accept that this is where I'm at. And I think so much society just doesn't allow us to do that. Mm. We're always being told to look at this person and look at that mm. person. And even the ads that I get sent on Instagram these about special special mummy diet and da 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 da. Mm. And I'm Gosh. literally just I literally really want to be like, you lot then. Special, special, like, special, like yeah. it's a spe- like. Have you got um? Oh, there's this one advert on YouTube. I swear down, I want to slap my laptop every time. Are you a Croydon female? And like this hmm. special, like what program that's specially set up for a Croydon female? I don't know what a Croydon female. Oh, is. to work out, to work out, like especially oh. to target all your problem mm, areas. Like, oh have gosh. you got a mum bod? What's a Croydon female? I don't know. Ask them, Ask them, I want to ask about um, you living in um, is it Birmingham? Yeah. How long you lived there for? I so I grew up I was lived in Birmingham until I was 18. Mm. And literally a week after I turned 18, I moved to London. What made you want to move to London? Um, so I had a lot of family. I've always had family in London. So in like Brixton and Peckham. So coming down, London was popping. Mm. Like it was the place to be, especially like uh, Brixton and Peckham. And like in Birmingham, there is it's quite diverse, but um, it's quite um so the black culture is predominantly dominated by Jamaican culture mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And kind of I felt um not like it was I just felt like coming to London just felt like a wider world. Mm-hmm. Like I would see like Nigerian restaurants. I mean, go to Birmingham now and it's a lot more diversified. Mm-hmm. Like I went there, so when my mum passed away, we went there and someone took us to a a Congolese restaurant I was like what? <laughs> Congolese restaurant in Birmingham mm-hmm. but it's it's changed now but growing up it was very much like white people Asian people and kind of even amongst kind of Caribbean people in Birmingham there's this thing where Jamaicans just dominate everything mm-hmm. so even like carnival it was just Jamaican carnival like forget the Trinidadians forget people from Sir it was just Jamaica, Jamaica which was great like I enjoyed it but coming to London just felt like the world was so much bigger mm. um I was just kind of excited by the prospect and I think given the age that I was as well it felt like moving to um it just felt like I left home and I just left into London. Like, mm. it was just the thing in my mind that I wanted to do. My auntie was in London. She was studying um, an MA at St. Martin's. So she was, like, very creative. And I wanted to be creative like mm. her. Like, 
all the boys that I fancied were from London. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be real. All the boys that I fancied were from London. So it was like, yeah, London felt like the golden city mm. at the time. But I always say that if I grew up a generation below, I probably wouldn't have left Birmingham because Birmingham's changed a lot. Oh, yeah. really? It has come on so much. The, like, And I almost feel a little bit sad that I missed out on it because I came to London so quickly after mm-hmm. turning 18. But um, yeah, London felt like the golden sea, and then you get here and you realize it's not. It's not. There's a lot of <laughs> sorts. Would you move back? Yeah. Would I move back? You know what? Um, we def. I've definitely thought about moving back, especially with coming. Would you move back though? He's on this thing where he says if he moves back, that he'll be living between London and Birmingham. And I'm like, you know what? That's all dead. That's oh, your, <laughs> is your partner originally from Birmingham? Oh uh, yeah. He, no. Um. So my partner's from London. Mm. Like. Peckham boy mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, So yeah So I've I, When I had my son I definitely considered Moving back to Birmingham Just because all my friends In Birmingham Had okay. children as well <clears throat> And just the quality of Like they had back gardens Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. they had a back garden They were, had pools In their quality back gardens like, Pools? Like wow. not not like swimming pools Like paddling, paddling pools. pools So they had like The little yeah. paddling pool In the summer I'll go stay with my friends In Birmingham And it'll just be like Kids all over the house so I definitely considered Moving back um, And at the time When I gave birth And my partner Was actually in prison At the time So it was kind of like why don't I just go back mm. and have my support mm. system and all that mm. kind of stuff? But um, it didn't happen just because um, uh, long boring reasons, mm. but it didn't happen. So I would potentially move back. Even now, like thinking about it, um, it's a possibility. But at the same time, ironically, now all my family's in London. Mm. Yeah. So my brother moved down. My dad moved oh, down. Wow. My mom passed away. Um, mm. So and the rest of my all of my family that's in the UK is in London mm. at the moment. Mm. So if I was going to move back, it would essentially be for friends, friends. not family. Mm. Yeah. But um, I want to spend more time in Birmingham because like like so many of my childhood friends are mm. there. And they've all got bloody houses, ain't they? So, yeah. <laughs> so I can just... Oh. They're always like, why the don't Birmingham you Birmingham just jumped out. Did you? Yeah. I, mean, I heard it, you know. For real, I heard it. I was like, love, love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, but they're always like, you know, bring the boys, come and stay. Da, da, da. And I'm like... Yeah, man, I need to go back. I want to spend more time there, definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I'm kind of a bit Londonified now. Like, yeah. even my son corrects me on the way that I pronounce things. He's oh, like, why do you say fast? It's actually fast. And I'm wow. Like, <laughs> I'm like, listen. Well, actually beef, what? <laughs> I'm like, so when he, like, up until he went to nursery, he would speak like me in it because oh, okay. I'm the yeah. most... Yeah. I guess the most dominant mm. kind of, and now he comes back from school and is talking like, and I'm like, I'm actually raising fast London, and fast and literally, yeah. I'm, raising, I'm raising Londoners sound, like that is so London, like, yeah. proper, like not even he's proper gonna be like Croydon, like it's gonna yeah. be a Croydon, but mm. I'm like, wow, I never saw this coming in my life. But. Oh, Here thank you so much, ladies. It's been so much fun. Thank but you. We have to wrap up already. I know. Oh my gosh, it went so quick. I don't. Should get into perfect. Um, yeah, if we have time. Actually, do I? I do. Yeah. Do you guys? Ha- so we do this thing called Black Excellence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if we listen to the podcast. Yeah, come on. We know. Do you guys want to? Do you have anyone you want to shout out? Anything you want to shout out? Black owned. Yeah, I'll shout out. Um, Bolanay Tajadi, oh, founder of Black oh, Blossoms. Yeah. Yes. Hey, B. Um, <laughs> Black Blossoms. Um, B found. I call her B for sure. Um, she founded Black Blossoms, which is a online platform and community that centers mm-hmm. um the work of Black artists. Mm-hmm. And she was doing this in two thousand. I want to say fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was doing it when nobody was looking. 
Um, and she's truly driven to center black artists. And also, you know, we are doing black motherhood and she's a black mom raising a beautiful, beautiful black girl. Um, and I'm fr- I'm fortunate I'm friends with B, and I just see how she she really gives her all to make Black Blossoms work. And at the moment, they've got an exhibition about what mat- what why does black art matter? And mm. it's being exhibited in Hammersmith and mm-hmm. like Toby's on it. I am part of it. I thought you weren't gonna big yourself up there. <laughs> <No. laughs> Renier Do Lodge is in it, Simeon Brand's in it, mm. I'm in it, and like and we're actually in it. Yeah, we're in we got a little snippet. Oh. <laughs> and like she like, yeah, like she does things like that, mm. and then she manages to like put her daughter first, mm. first and foremost. And I just, as I said, like when you're really doing things for the community, you were doing it before anyone thought yeah. it was like, you know, we've mm. always been fire, but we've never always been in vogue. Mm. And like, B's been doing like, centering the work of black artists before anyone even wanted to write mm. a think piece. Before it. it was for the cop. Do yeah. you know what? I think I was the first person to interview her. And yeah, yeah. I re- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of, I remember the first thing I said to her was like, how's no one interviewed it? Yeah. this? Like, how has Vice not done the thing on this? Mm-hmm. Crazy. It was, it, it was the most bizarre thing. Like, yeah. she's probably one of the first people I've interviewed like, I can't believe I'm the first. I remember that Buzzfeed article. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was weird. so good. It was yeah. so good, Rick. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll shout out that black episode. And she's also the one of the guests on the first episode of the podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice to see you. Nice. Um, I think my black excellence is <laughs> I've been like fangirling over this woman for like the longest time. <laughs> so if you had a nigga, the ah. Mama Skepta, Mama oh, yes. Jamie, oh, Mama Julie, Mama Jason. And she is black excellence to me because she's not obviously like a high profile person like mm. her children, but mm. kind of speaking to her for black ballads and reading her her memoir, it just realized it just really set to me or impressed to me how important the home is, like mm-hmm. how important black mothers are. Because her kids would not be her kids if they were not her kids. Do you get what I mean? Mm. If she hadn't have she and her husband hadn't created an environment that enabled them to flourish we wouldn't have skeptic mm-hmm. jamie judy jason yeah. so she to me is black excellence in its like purest form because it doesn't necessarily have the accolades the the white validation all that kind of thing but it has nurtured and created excellence yeah. like black excellence mm-hmm. begets mm-hmm. black excellence so she's like i'm i'm literally mm-hmm. just fangirling over it at the moment <laughs> i can't wait to read it because i i think all her children are obviously they're so integral to Black culture, black culture. Yeah. For you can't say their names. You yeah. you can't not say their names, <laughs> yeah. basically. Um and I, I wonder how that household was. Yeah, it's her mm. her whole story is so fascinating. Mm. And it's just that it just goes back to the fact that we as people are just fascinating in like our stories of our elders. Do you mm. get what I mean? The people who came before us who didn't necessarily have social media to like document their lives the way that we're documenting mm. our lives. Like it's so important to our story as black British people, like the people who came before. So um yeah, she's mm. my um, who who is mine this week? Um, I don't really have one that I. I'll do two for the both of us. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say shout out to you one day because she got a collection with she and we mm. love to see it. Um, and yeah, I want to see more collections with black influencers getting the bag. Um, and I've also seen that Patricia Bright's doing one with Lavish Alice. Mm. Uh, and it just annoys not annoys me, but it's like. This should have happened years ago. Come on, they're so Patricia Price. That should have happened years ago. Mm-hmm. So behind, but we love to see it. We love that it's happening now. Jasmine, 
Um, mine is just things I've seen on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I don't know the school. Um, but um, a, a woman called Bose Omoyeni, mm-hmm. that's her Twitter handle. Um, I think they go to a sixth form. And they decided to do a day where they just wear their natural hair. Oh, and I thought, oh, was Brampton, did you see Brampton it? Manor. Was, was it, it Brampton? Brampton? It's Brampton Manor, natural oh hair. Oh my gosh. It makes sense actually because it says BGB UK. Um, I, yeah. I think I think they did that to support Black Girls Brunch. I think. Really? Yeah. Um, but it was such a beautiful picture. So far from yeah, where we used to go to school. Yeah, it's Brampton Manor, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And also there's someone called Natasha Vistas. Um, she's doing an in- interior project mm. um, for Black History Month. And um, at 56B Carnaby Street, there's going to be over 50 black businesses showcased there. So oh, amazing. Like, shout, out to, yeah. shout out to you. Yeah, love to see it. Um, yeah, so you guys want to plug where people can find you guys? Yep. Black Ballad UK, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Ballad is spelled B-A-L-L. A-D. There's no R. Just yeah. Here, so, so yeah. blackballad.co.uk, blackballad.uk oh, on sorry, all your socials. Oh, sorry, we talk about your book. Um, I wanted to talk about it real quick. Um, okay. I think it's amazing that you're, that you're writing it. Uh, talk to the people about what it's about and what it's coming out. Oh, my gosh. So I'm writing... Well, I've written a novel. It's mm-hmm. coming out in 2022, which is only around the corner because 2020's finished. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Hope and Glory. And you can get... Uh, you can pre-order a copy from bit.ly bit.ly slash glory signed. And it's a signed copy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just about... Um, what's it about? It's about being... Black British Nigerian It's about the tension between the different generations It's about family mm. It's about um, Yeah, just being young in, I mm. don't know, I'm really bad This is terrible, Listen, I'm so selling when, it when really poorly Black Ballad is going to do it big And I'm going to be in charge of doing it Because Jenny can't plug for herself <laughs> So we're going to have a Birmingham homecoming By the grace of God Amen. So we people in Birmingham listen, be ready That's it. And then we're going to have something in London mm. And like, basically, I've made plans for it mm. That Jenny doesn't know about <laughs> And like, because Jenny can't plug this book But go and all the glory <laughs> yeah. like, Go and read Jenny's newsletter To go and, go and mm. buy it yeah. Like, all you people that love to say support All you people that love reading Listen, nobody reads books like Jenny <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Jenny reads books for fun. Like, I'm telling wow. you. No, it's not a joke. Like, every day I think I say, Jenny loves reading. You know? <laughs> so, you know what? Jenny's very well read, so she'll write yeah. a good book. Yeah, thank so you. I, I, I hope so, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're very excited for it. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, God, we should do our outro. Yep. Um, catch us at Black Girls Living on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is jazz underscore bw. Um, on Vic Sunisi on Instagram and Victoria Sunisi on Twitter. And you can give us a five-star review on the ACAST app. And also, please give us a five-star review. And I beg, ooh, please review <laughs> on the Apple Podcast app as well. So yeah, have a blessed week, lads. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.